It's not recording. <laughs> I hate everything. Jesus Christ. It's recording now. Oh, no. That's real annoying. I'm so sorry. You're good, man. I feel so bad about that now. Jesus Christ. All right. So, <laughs> we're, 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 oh, man. So far into it. Um, I, man, it feels so annoying to have to repeat all the same stuff. But I'm going to go through it real quick. Okay. Uh, so, I, I was talking about, like, the fact that our, I guess, our friend groups never really were the same, but we knew of each other. Right. Um, but I think we... Well, now I know that we grew up in literally the exact same time because yeah. we're pretty much the same age. Um, almost 30? Yeah, yeah, I'm 30. Uh, yeah, I'll turn 30 at the end of this year. So. Oh, okay. Um, uh, December baby. Nice. But um, I, uh, yeah, so, so it was pretty dope to have you on. And I think you had a really good topic to talk about, which was like fandoms and, 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 and their... I don't want to say ilk, because there's good things that come from it, too. There is a lot that is but, both beneficial yeah. and harmful mm. to a fandom as it grows and changes mm-hmm. over time. And again, you and I are kind of poised at the beginning right. of some very large fandoms, being that we both grew up to see the rise of G.I. Joe, the rise of Transformers to some degree, Power Rangers, which was my first big fandom, yeah. Pokemon. We We actually were kind of ground floor. When did to Pokemon a lot of get here? Do you remember? Oh, I want to say 96, maybe 95. Mm. I think it I was think only a year or two before Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, and okay, then right. Yu-Gi-Oh! was big for you. Yeah, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! was like 96, if I remember. I always try to remember what the date is that's on the bottom of the cards. Right. <laughs> and I think it's 96 or 97, one of the two. But Yeah. It was incredible because I distinctly remember seeing Pokemon cards for Mm -hmm. the first time. I remember when I played the game for the first time. And I remember seeing the show for the first time. (laughs) And it's an incredible thing to watch something that you love suddenly be everywhere. Yeah. And as you grow and as time changes, you kind of forget that it was not there at some point. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. The internet helped with this. Yeah. I, the only thing I guess that, bothers me about that sometimes is 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 more of like when things grow to a way that i don't like which i guess is the crux of most like quote-unquote toxic fandoms (laughs) Uh, when things don't go their way and they turn to babies and they get whiny absolutely Um, like for i guess in the realm of video games rainbow six is one of those things Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon, for that matter. Those yes. Tom Clancy games. I loved them as when I was younger and like growing up in school. Yes. And then because of how slow they were and like very um, is it methodic, I guess. Is, yeah, I very methodical that's... approach. Like, to yeah, things. it was just you, you, you planned everything. Even with the AI, like it was like you, you planned everything and you tried to execute as best to like whatever plan you had. And now it's like open up that loot box, like get, get a rainbow six siege and <laughs> Hey, we got this multiplayer and I'm just like, yeah, that's cool and all, but can I get back to like the things that like, I enjoyed about this? and everything? But absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I, have you experienced that? I guess from absolutely. Um, there was definitely a time, I guess what would be the easiest thing for me to notice? Let's take for instance, Pokemon. Okay. Everybody, I know of who is a fan of Pokemon usually has a favorite generation and a least favorite generation. Okay. Yeah. Because there's usually something that happens where (laughs) you feel that some generation is just really weird. It feels so far away from the things that you loved. And in reality, 
you're just no longer the target that they're right, aiming at. Right. I'm so happy you said that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had this argument about Star Wars with somebody, and I was like, after I watched episode nine, right. I was like, all right, it's not for me anymore. Yes. I was like, this, all right. You get it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, okay, cool. I, I don't like it, but who cares? Like, I understand like, it. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you I, get it, and you're yeah. like, okay, this is, this is no longer aimed at me. Yeah. That was very, okay, so I'm also a big DC fan. Okay. Um, you're like the only one other than me. I love I love DC story and their characters. I think that their movies and some of their more recent stuff has muddled that because they've made weird decisions, I guess. Okay, so if you want to go on a tangent here, here right, we let's go. go. Let's go. Let's right, go. So there is a very big issue with DC characters mm. in that a lot of them were created or based upon the viewpoints of something that happened in the 30s. If you look at the time period, that's literally between a war and during a depression. You, <laughs> ge- you genuinely wanted your characters for people to be entertained. They have to be much larger than life. Mm-hmm. They have to feel like they are kind of unbeatable to a degree that some foundational core of them will not change. So in the time where they were created, that was much more prevalent by the things that they did. Superman, you could always tell because there's the iconic image of Superman holding up a car. Yeah. When have you seen a dude <laughs> hold up a car? That's just not a thing anybody else does. The, the, the red cape, the blue tights, all of it. I think the closest to that is like Hulk, like just destroying with, with cars on his hands. <laughs> exactly. Like, like as boxing gloves, but exactly. Yeah. Um and so for a long time you defined a character by what they did. Mm. It was the reason why I was very much more endeared to Batman because Batman never failed. Mm. He just, he always found a way. Either he was smarter or he had the tech or he had the friends. Batman figured it out. There is a kind of different movement now with writing and directing in general, how you make a character that is much more based on how they feel, Mm. which is a Marvel thing because Marvel characters were established much more in the 50s and 60s. Where you're in the middle of like Vietnam, you're in the hippie era. So your characters are much more defined. They're much more grounded, Mm. but they're much more defined by how they feel in relation to the world around them. That's like right on the the button. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's exactly (laughs) the the big difference. I never equated that, I guess. So when you get to Batman now, the people that write Batman are roughly around the age where the things that are important to them are how the world makes them feel. Mm. So if the world around them is dark, Batman is going to reflect the darkness. It's why the movies have such a darker tone. Yeah. The thing, I, I don't mind that. Like, the tone, the tone, like, for instance, um, uh, both, I guess, Man of Steel and uh, Batman the Batman v Superman. Superman, like, they're, the tone of the movies is not the problem, I think. I, I this is just my own personal taste. It's It's more of, like, the speed of the movies like they could have kept that tone like ramping up but the pacing is really yeah but it's just like what this is too fast like you don't just because avengers was coming out doesn't mean that you need to make this movie like you could have waited years and would have been fine but you didn't you didn't have the time to develop any character outside of that movie yeah so nobody is endeared to the character for what they are because you don't get a lot of screen time to make this happen right this is the same reason why a lot of people hate the Watchmen movie. They hate that movie? The Watchmen movie. I that movie was great. 
Like yeah, but how much attachment did you have to the characters? Oh, absolutely you not. Saw it? None. None. Exactly. None whatsoever. Yeah. That's the yeah. difference. You were, you were able to come into the movie with very clear eyes. Mm. Now, in reality, when you look at the Watchmen novel, that's a thick book. That's true, actually, yeah. So I imagine anybody who was a fan of like the novel probably saw the movie and was like, this is garbage. Exactly. Mm. Because in a novel, you have a lot of time to build a character. You can spend so much page real estate, writer term, page real estate. <laughs> you can spend literal chapters just talking about how a character feels and how they develop. So by the time what the character has to do actually comes around, you know kind of how they feel when they see it. Okay. Like, it's the reason why doing a Batman movie without showing Batman's parents die feels really awkward because you're like, why is this guy so dark? Yeah. Why is this guy so in pain? He's a millionaire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's a billionaire in a, in a city where he's that much more like he's Elon Musk before right. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. Like the, your name is on the side of the building and everybody knows you <laughs> by your face before you show up, but he's not happy. Mm. Because you don't get the time to build how that doesn't like how that really doesn't gel with him just being a broken little kid. Yeah, I honestly have you watched Gotham? I watched the first three seasons. Mm. I like the way the way I feel like a good Batman story should be would be the first part is Bruce Bruce Wayne's like pretty awesome life as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh. Leading up to like the the climax of that that arc should be his parents his parent parents that's not a word his parents death mm-hmm. uh, then that should follow like the building of a young Batman absolutely and then that that is one clean story arc and then you get into like I guess most of the modern day Batman stories where yes. it's like you got the Joker and all these characters like I like the way that I like the idea of Gotham the problem I have with Gotham is it being a long series means right. that that story is so stretched out and there's a whole lot of stuff that's extra in there that you're just like, I don't need this. Yes. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> like this is irrelevant. But I, I want to see if somebody is possible to do like a trilogy of Batman that starts where Gotham started and finishes with a current story or like, I don't want to say New 52 story, but like something like close to that. Well, see, there's an interesting thing here because if you can get, if you can take apart the, any Batman story Mm. and remove the parts that make it very obviously dated as to when it was written, right? Batman year one is exactly what you're looking for. Okay. Because year one, he is much less confident, but he is much more devoted to what he's attempting. So he has to learn and adapt on the fly um, and I think there's another story called The Long Halloween that's pretty much in, in that same line okay. where he is just starting to realize the backlash of what he's created. Like, mm. Batman is one thing. And admittedly, him trying to just put on this cape and solve the city's problems by night is more a way of him trying to cope with his own issue. Hmm. Yeah. And then I as guess, you yeah. reflect the supervillains he has to face... A lot of that is a consequence of what he's now shown the world a one man can be. Yeah. Because legitimately, the Joker is far less terrifying <laughs> in Metropolis. Like oh, legitimately. Yeah, it's a, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a joke character there. Yes. Like, he's like literally there's a Superman here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in Gotham, where the most terrifying thing 
is one guy you only get glimpses of who beats up people in the dark. Mm. A complete psychopath who has a fetish for being a clown yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> because you're like, well, that's one guy. Well, yeah, but Batman's one mm, guy. Yeah, like... it. They are very much a reflection of each other. Right. Now, what gets interesting is, like I said, as different writers take over, Batman became a lot less about what he does and a lot more about how he feels. Which is... I don't know if it's a bad thing. Yeah. It was not a thing I was prepared for in reading and writing as a fan yeah. of this character I had known my entire life. I'm trying to think of like big examples of that uh, in, in the, the the very small slice of like DC stuff that I've read. I, I agree with you. I'm just I, I'm, I'm failing to think of like one big thing that stands out of like, oh, they really are trying to push his feelings more than like um well i can actually i can give you pro, uh, a, a little bit of a concept okay um take christian bale's batman okay and this is a very common issue for batman fans let's compare him to ben affleck's batman all right they both have pros and cons yeah um i believe christian bale is a as far as being batman in the suit goes he is a far stronger character sure I can agree with that. But there are things that he definitively lacks in depth because he's just a he's just trying to be a, a hero. hero. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Ben Affleck, in relation to other heroes, he has to far more deal with his own personal issues, which is one thing I do give Batman v yeah. Superman because a lot of that movie he as Bruce Wayne trying to walk around. And yeah. Like that. Those are the parts that I genuinely enjoyed. He's like, fantastic. Yeah. You don't really get that from no. Nolan's Batman. No. <laughs> you don't get Bruce, Bruce Wayne being this incredible detective. That's true. But you get that with Affleck and it, there's something that it's worth for sure. It just doesn't balance with what you don't then get from that character. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, th- that movie there, there's, Clear scenes like the scene with him in the um, I don't know if it was like a it wasn't like an art museum, but it was like a wherever he runs into uh, one yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, the I think it was like an art showing or some yeah. sort of big party. Um, like that that whole like scene, I was just like, this is cool. Yes. Like this is dope. Yes. Like I like this. Um, even like their exchange and her winning at the end of that whole like back and forth. Um, her character, I think, also was pretty okay if 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 that was the intention to well it was the, the intention was to introduce her into the the whole franchise right um they they did a decent job of building like a pseudo backstory ish for her one that most fans already knew anyway right um i think where they dropped the the ball was like cyborg and the flash and like those the characters guys. Yeah. that get the least screen yeah time. yeah it's just like jesus christ you guys did through all yeah. the rest of these guys in this movie <laughs> yeah, it's like wow um yeah but that's, yeah that's definitely one of the greater issues i have with that with the movie as well like i genuinely i love the flash yeah i it took me, me to learning yeah <laughs> it took me learning just what i didn't like to see in the flash to really realize how much i love the flash mm. Because I didn't get the things that make, especially Barry Allen, the first flash, yeah, or the yeah. first flash I read, Barry Allen mm-hmm. is the one thing I will give the CW shows, despite a lot of that, their that's tropes. The one, one, that's the one that I watched all the way. Exactly. Like I, I, I watched Green Arrow and I was like, yeah, this is not bad, but 
I'm out. Like, like <laughs> okay, yeah. I've got enough of this. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a definitive line where you're yeah. like, that's about all this like, I can take. Literally, all of the Flash was just good. Like, yeah. there were a couple of moments where I was just like, what are you guys doing? You guys, can you not talk down to me for two seconds? Right, yeah, cool. we, right. we we clearly we, wanted to make a TV show yeah, here, like, and I'm like, I wasn't, yeah. I didn't come for the TV <laughs> yeah. show. It's like, can you just force feed me the Flash stuff, please? Um, but no, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, even some of the like liberties they took on certain characters, like um, is it Captain Cold? Yes. Uh, like, cool. I thought that was like it was it was you. It, they kept the character very similar to how it was rep- how he was represented in the comics, but changed it enough that like there were twists and turns in their story that I was like, okay, wasn't expecting that. exactly. Like, <laughs> like, so this actually this leads to one of the greater points that I mm-hmm. wanted to bring up mm-hmm. is um. A fandom has trouble establishing what you can and can't change about the characters that they enjoy. Okay. Because there are certain things, and again, this is a this is also an issue as a creator I have, where how much can you change about the core of a character before that character no longer is what they are supposed to be anymore? Hmm. Because there's first of all, there's an issue of black or whitewashing, which yeah. a lot of people have take a lot bigger issue with than they should i don't think it should be used to make a point like don't just make a character a different race because you can yeah especially if that was not something that was ever represented in their lore Mm. but if it doesn't change any part of who they are i'm willing to let you tell your story because you could tell a very good story I think, uh, what was it, the the new animated Spider-Man movie was a good example of that. Miles Morales. Yes, yeah. He's, he's Absolutely. Good. Like, it, it, it's, it, you get the, the classic Spider-Man story, but with a more, I guess, modern take on it. And, that's a, and that's fine. Yes. Like, yeah. That's a Brian Michael Bendis creation. Okay. That guy's a fantastic writer for one simple reason. He writes young heroes particularly well. Hmm. He wrote Miles Morales. He wrote, uh, um, I think her name is Riri Williams. She's the, the the little black girl who will be taking over for Iron Man. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And part of it is he has two little black children. Mm. And he distinctly wanted his children to have someone they could read that looked like them. Yeah. I mean, like, I... Man, I... I the thing is, I have such a... What's the word I'm looking for? They, I have, I guess, opposite thoughts on that sometimes and and it really boils down to what is the intent of the person who's changing the character Mm -hmm. if your intent is just to tell a new story that that kind of uses the previous already known story to like i guess trampoline it forward a little bit like slingshot a little bit i can kind of excuse that but if your intention is to change a character for social brownie points i'm not uh, i'm not yeah like i'm not into that like the the the, like and and the thing that sucks is sometimes people have the good intentions but they they do it in a way that doesn't work yeah it it doesn't work and it also doesn't help their intentions come through yeah and so if people don't know that or they can't get that immediately the it's easy to just go oh i see what you're doing here yes you're trying to just do some like this is the reason why I love kind of what Bendis did mm. because by letting Peter Parker still exist in the universe, right. yep. you then get to show I'm not trying to replace yep. this guy. Yep. I'm trying to say that he's inspired someone else to be a hero yep. 
much like he was and that guy is trying to learn to find his place this is the problem dc often has Mm. because as much as they would love to create new heroes that work they are very tied to how their foundational heroes were created and how they exist they've tried to reboot batman and they've tried to make character other characters be batman terry multiple times (laughs) terry there's a there's a at least a few nightwing runs there's a particularly (laughs) hilarious run where alfred not alfred uh commissioner gordon has a bat really yeah he has a big mech suit it's super goofy that's awesome but he has to just kind of like save the city for a little while it's very fun but it does it, they have a lot of issue with trying to separate what their character is from what their character does mm. because batman is so defined by like going out at night by fighting these villains who are mostly mad or hyper violent mm. and by still being somehow smart enough that he never has to kill yeah they lose that a lot. They try to make a new Batman who's a little more edgy or yeah. who is a little less intelligent or who tries to handle their villains in a very different way. And it doesn't relate because they've lost the foundation of what works. And the fandom will react. Yeah, every single time. They like... will violently show you <laughs> that they don't like something if it doesn't fit what they do. So here's an interesting one that does work. Barry Allen versus Wally West. Sure. Now they they DC did something amazing in that they have put on record that Wally West is faster than Barry Allen. Cool. He's the fastest man right. alive. Nobody had a problem with that because Wally had legitimately 20 years to be his own man. Right. Like Barry Crisis on Infinite Earth, Barry dies, quotes. Yeah. And <laughs> disappears for 20 years and wally is left to fill the gap but wally's not the same so he develops and again you have an entire 20 years of fans where wally is the only character they know as the flash yeah so when barry comes back i believe it's final crisis barry comes back and he's been literally by the way i love how this was written because Mm. he's literally been out running death for 20 years yeah yeah (laughs) that's awesome um that was a Grant Morrison work. One of the things I particularly enjoyed in a story that I did not. But, um, <laughs> but I love that Barry is always tied to his family. Right. Family matters so much for Barry. And family matters a lot for Wally. But Wally is so... The Flashes as a whole are more committed to sacrifice themselves right. for the greater good of the entire universe than anybody short of Superman. Right. They have no problem yeah. <laughs> running into a situation with no plan on how to get yeah. out, knowing full well they will probably die. Whereas Superman doesn't really worry about dying. And there are good things about that, yeah. but there are also really bad things. I've made the point, I don't think you tell a Superman story very well because Superman doesn't have very grounded problems. Right. I, I actually had this conversation with somebody recently where I was like, I compared the current running superman story i guess well i guess they canned it because the um no he said henry henry's still planning apparently to do it so maybe they'll keep continuing it so like the current running superman story that we have in films would have been better if they took the brightburn approach i don't know if you've seen that movie um like not the evil superman thing but like i i need to in order for me to care about superman i need to know about like young Clark Kent. 
Absolutely. Like, the, to the way that the movie wants me to. So, like, when, when um, I forget the guy that played the the role of... Um, pa Kent? Yeah. Um, uh, the name escapes me. I, he's he's a famous actor. Um, when he dies in that, like, tornado, and I, like, I'm, I'm watching the film, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm supposed to feel yeah, something, like, no, but I'm, it's not yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's not here. You yeah. didn't... You didn't I didn't see enough of the the growing up. Like how I would love for those movies to end, or or to end would be like his first and like small act as Superman. Yes, the first movie should have been like him like saving a whole bunch of people. Right, like, that should have been the closing act of it, not him fighting Zod. Yes, like, <laughs> it, it needed, like they they put too much right. on the plate all at once. 100%. I have the issue with that film that don't make Pa Kent Uncle Ben. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. They're very different. Yeah, like, I don't what, need him to be Uncle Ben. Like, yeah. I under... It took me years and years. Like, legitimately, I think probably 2015, I learned to love Spider-Man because when I grew up, the Spider-Man that I grew up with, I was like, I can't deal with this guy yeah. always worrying about failing. Like, yeah. I don't want that out of my hero. That doesn't like you're feel... supposed to be the guy who doesn't worry about it. Yeah. Now, as a, as an adult, I understand that, hey, this is a real approach to things that when Spider-Man fails at something or feels he fails at something, he will give 110% to fix it. Yeah. Which is why Homecoming and Far From Home work. Yeah, those movies have a very formulaic him trying to be a normal kid and also thinking he has the hang of it. Yeah, he makes one big <laughs> mistake and it's then like, oh shit, the hero kicks yeah. in, and that's the part that makes Spider Man amazing. That is a Spider Man thing. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Like Superman doesn't really fail. Yeah, so you don't get that in that same interaction. Like you can't. It doesn't feel right to right. write a Superman story where he fails or he can't save someone because you feel like he could. Yeah, I. Hmm, I wonder if I wonder if I agree with that though, because like I I want to see Superman fail, but I want him to ultimately always come up on top. That failure is why it didn't work. The the yeah. way they wrote because him letting Pa Kent die was a failure. Yeah. Like it was what Pocket told him to do. Yeah. Which is fine, but Superman has to live with knowing he could have saved someone and didn't. Yeah, I and I, I imagine hard. the story would probably be a lot better if he ignored what his dad said and did it anyway. And did it anyway. Yes. And now a, a bunch of people know who he is and like he has to like that's why of, he's on the run. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it would have been nice. It would have. Yes. I think that story would have been a lot more interesting. But absolutely, it's very easy for me to say that from my couch. So one hundred percent. It's just it instilling instilling like a in a core fundamental doubt in Superman felt very disingenuous to the character yeah. because a person who has been that powerful, whose parents were supposed to be that honest and good, shouldn't really have that doubt. Yeah, like. Captain America doesn't have that problem. No, no, he doesn't. And we don't ever, we almost never talk about Cap's parents. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Huh. But I've made the point, hey, Captain America grew up in the 20s and 30s, and he is neither racist nor sexist. They tried to make him a little racist in the movies. I don't know if you remember that scene where he comes into the, um, the shield, like, flying carrier thing. Oh, the hell carrier, yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, I forget what, oh, it was... It wasn't Falcon. Oh, it was um, 
It's a character Samuel L. Jackson played. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Nick Fury is like standing there. He walks in and like kind of just throws his coat at him, <laughs> like to carry it. And <laughs> Nick Fury is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just like, like, which great, great, great writing. Like, I thought Absolutely. that was funny. Like, but it shows how out of touch. Yeah, Cap really right, is. right, right. And that that should be there for the character, but it never por- he never, it was never portrays the it exactly. Yeah, 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 it and was... he never portrays it when push comes to shove. Like he gave his shield to a black guy. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, He's like, you know what? I I I can't do this anymore. But I know you'll live up to this. That being said, I don't think that that was the right choice to make. Should have given it to Bucky. But that's my opinion. <laughs> that's one hundred percent fair. I think I there are very few things I've seen that have so much potential. Mm. That I think were just delivered at the exact wrong time to have the impact they yeah, should have. I been. think they could have, yeah. Like if they had done more with Falcon, that's sure, the problem. Yeah, like I would have been. But like at the end of that movie, I was like, him, really, him. All right, <laughs> cool. All right, that's what we're doing. All right, sure. All right, the dude that's like literally been like the butt of a joke in Ant Man, and then like flown around a little bit like now see the only counterpoint i can give you is you're you're you can't then turn around and then hand it to a known killer like sure <laughs> winter soldier's got sure. some bodies on him sure hell give it to fucking black panther then if you want to do that like, well i mean ideally I know, like, I, I, yeah, he's too there's young. a lot more problems with that well but. he's too young but ideally it should just be a thing where if it were me if i were writing just mm. as a fan give it to spider-man yeah He's young. Yeah. Admittedly, he's a kid. Oh, but man. they're both from New York. He always respects Spider-Man because he knows that Spider-Man is just a kid out there. But he never hesitates to be a hero. And Cap respects that. That would have been so good. Yes. It, it's what made it the Civil War scene so funny where he's like, cool shield. Yeah. It yeah. would have called back oh, to that. Man. But again, that's easy to do from your couch. All right. <laughs> so, hold on. All right, so Marvel, what you need to do is hire this man <laughs> to, to, to write to write your next films because that's way better than what you just did. But it's one of the things that I've always appreciated mm. about Cap. Like Cap can see the effort, and that's what he sees in Sam. Yeah, which admittedly could have been very good had you given Sam the time. Yeah. To show it. Even in like the big beats of that one movie, right. he was nowhere to be found. Yes. Like I was just like, ah, okay, sure. It would have also been really neat instead of the Ronin thing if he had, if Hawkeye had been constantly on the lookout for a way to get them back. And then you give the shield to Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye is much more like Cap than most people. Yeah. Because he's the normal guy surrounded yeah. by billionaires and gods. Like legitimately. There's so many better ways. <laughs> it makes me so upset. It's making me. It's, it's bringing back the same anger I had at the end of that movie <laughs> to current day. Oh, man. I, I ultimately thought the movie was fine. It was just that. There was that. I was initially upset at the two characters that died. Yes. Uh, but then I guess over time I've just kind of gone, you know what? There there needs to be an end. And if that's the end that they wrote for them, you know what? I'm fine with it. It's 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 okay. So you want to know who really gets the secret best arc of that movie? Hmm. It's Thor. It's Thor and it's not close. Yeah. I. So I think at the time that I watched that movie... I was too into the weeds with like, uh, man, I don't even know what the term is for it anymore, but like social politics, I guess. And like right. the whole like 
toxic masculinity thing. Absolutely. And and when I saw Thor as a character, I was just like, oh my god, that's what you guys are doing, Jesus Christ. And now, like, I I'm kind of thinking back on it now, and I'm like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. And and I I wish that they. This is so superficial, but I wish that at the moment that he gets both of the things, it just fried all that fat off of him. Oh, so he was just lean Thor Yeah, I wish he could just go back to lean Thor, and I would have been... I would probably been a little bit more happy with that film, or Thor's arc. Um, But everything else, I agree with you, was really good. Very well done. Thor, Thor, the reason that I love Thor, and admittedly, Thor is the greatest, to me, analog to Superman that Mm. Marvel has, is that Thor... And again, I harp on this a lot. Tries his best to define himself by what he is, mm. and realizes that the true testament to what he is is defined by what he does. Yeah. So he very often presents himself as being a god for the sake of being a god. Yeah. He's like, I'm Thor. He almost could just walk in and go, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would almost not feel super odd, yeah. except it's a little too on the nose. Yeah. But. That's how Thor behaves. He's like, I'm a god. This should be no problem for me. But that's what makes it so powerful when he makes a mistake. Because he understands exactly how big it yeah. is when he screws up. Yeah. And he, you can feel it on him when he's like, man, I went for the head. I should have went yeah. for the head. Yeah. And then the moment he gets the chance again, he's, he's like, like, I did it. Yeah. I did it. I killed him. Why didn't that fix anything? Yeah. <laughs> like I just and he it's like I actually this, made like, things worse. Yeah, like, you oh just no. see this weird depression yeah. on him that really sinks in because he realizes that he couldn't fix his mistake, mm. and then he has to learn to live with the world after his mistake. But the moment he gets a chance to fix it, he most honestly grasps what that's worth. Yeah, so he gets a chance to go back in time. He meets his mom and his mom tells him like, oh, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I see. I see the problems you're facing. Yeah. Understand you're you're who you are. You don't worry about you losing me. All of it is just a testament to how Thor grows from being a petulant child with yep. far too much power to a man who understands what it means to give everything for someone else, yep. which I love. Yeah. That's how that's writing. To yeah. Me. Like. Yes, there are goofy, weird parts to it. Yeah. But, like, now I can tell you who they did the dirtiest. I don't know why. I don't know what <laughs> Kevin Feige has against the Hulk. I don't understand it. Uh, no, you don't You don't like a uh, medium Hulk? Like, yeah. <laughs> so every, every time Valkyrie sees him, I'm just like, why do you encapsulate all of my feelings? Where she's <laughs> like, I think I liked you better either of the other Yeah, ways. yeah. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. she's so right. Yeah. Why is she so right? Yeah, dude. I, I remember seeing that scene where they were in the diner, and I was just like, what is no, this? No, 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 no. <laughs> what no. is this? Like, and then, like, this, this stupid thing, which they did it in um, the trailers. And I guess... If I'm really paying attention to the trailers, I would have known that that was coming because they had that whole scene where he was like, "You need to do everything like you did back then," and then he just goes like, mm. ah. "Like," and just starts. Just, oh. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> That's what I should have thought just, then, but I didn't. Oh, no. Like, there is so much that shows me that Bruce Banner was more influential to that story than yeah. the Hulk is, and that feels just wrong to me. So. The one thing I'll give them credit is it, they won't do this. They won't do this because this is 
too big brain. He's too five head. They they could use um, Natalia. Is that Black Widow's name? Natasha. Natasha. Um, Natasha's death as a way for him to have to grapple with something again. Okay. And then like that brings it back to a good Hulk. Um, but then there's the whole problem of like his arm, which they didn't really make much sense of that. I don't, I don't understand that. Like I understand them, him, him needing to sacrifice something for what he did. They should have used any other character because the way that Hulk is supposed to work, that shouldn't be a problem. There's a God on your team. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The whole time he's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thor's just sitting there just yeah. watching this yeah. conversation. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, man, you guys have to figure oh, this man. out. Oh, man, that looks like he's going to hurt. Yeah, I'm like, good. I'm good. <laughs> just I'm like, there's oh, a man. whole God right there. And we just don't want to use. All right, sure. Whatever. Sure. We got to make Thor do something or we got to make the Hulk do something because we're clearly not going to have him smash anything. Yeah. So I guess he has to do this. God. I'm like, hey, whoever looked at the Hulk and went, we really got to use that guy's brain. Yeah. Like, oh, just what a miss. <laughs> what, a, what a critical misunderstanding it's of like the character. It, that the whole point is that there are the, the, the dichotomy of the brain from Banner and the the power of Hulk. Yes. Like, they're, they're supposed to be. threw the one part yeah. completely yeah. away. <laughs> like, him like, being even, strong doesn't even, matter. Even uh, in the first Avengers, like, that... Those those scenes where him and Tony are like, they they essentially make Vision and like that 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 whole like arc of them built. I was like, this it's not actiony, it's not like flashy, but like scenes like that make the movie. Yes, like, if without a scene like that, it, if they if they cut all that stuff out and like Vision was just like an accident or something, like right. it would he would have such less of a like impact of of, of a character. Yes. So it sucks that they just kind of like, yeah, yeah, what if we didn't use that part? <laughs> like, but I don't know. It's just a mistake. But again, it's a critical. Kevin Feige clearly had his own thing he wanted to show, but he built his universe around Iron Man. It's very clear. Sure, sure. Yeah, Iron Man right. was the core of that universe. And that's fine because so fandoms have a fandoms don't really compartmentalize well, mm. which is kind of a weird thing to me. Because even the universes that you fan for are compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like... You should be learning this lesson. Yeah, like, at what knowledge. point can we just... Like, I learned very early on that when one of my favorite characters changes writers, mm. I have to learn to kind of look at that with new eyes. And I have to understand that the Batman I see in my comic book will not necessarily be the same as the Batman I see on my movie screen because those are going to be two completely different interpretations right. of a character and they might not even be aiming at the same yeah. thing. They're two completely different mindsets backing those characters. So exactly. They're going to be very different. 100%. It, to take a, a little bit less of extreme um, concept, uh, do you remember Superman Returns, the Brandon Routh Superman movie? Kevin Spacey plays Lex Luthor? Yes. Yes, vaguely, but yes. That Superman is tonally completely different from Henry Cavill's Superman. Sure, yeah. He is much more happy, much yep. more warm. He genuinely has a greater concept of family, which makes him feel much more grounded 
but it also makes him still very super because mm. you see what he what links he would go to to, to protect, protect his yeah. family. He's willing to die. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Henry Cavill was willing to kill. Those yeah. are very different yeah. <laughs> like very different characters. Uh, I, I, I guess a s- small side note for that. Were you upset at the whole Martha thing? Okay. So you remember how you talk about pacing? Uh-huh. I have an unfortunate problem where I'm very cognizant of the passage of time. Mm. So I, re- I understand we're running out of time in this movie. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. We're like two hours in. Yeah, mm. that's... And I'm there. I was like, okay, we've been here a while. <laughs> so how are we going to wrap this? And they're like, here you go. And I was this like, will- oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so we needed to give this a lot more time. Yeah. Like... So here's what bothers me. That movie has Batman being a phenomenal detective, mm-hmm. and he never figured out this guy's name. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Then why didn't he know Martha's name? I think he knew his name, but he didn't know his parents. Which I'm not saying this is a. I'm not. I'm not using this as a <laughs> as a justification. I'm just because there was a scene with him in um, the three of them with Lex Luthor, right? And he's he's like. Uh, I forget. Actually, did they say each other's name in that scene? I don't think so. I don't think they did. I think that's their their kind of like interaction. The yeah. Their first but, but but Superman knew who he was at that point. Well, Superman knows a lot of things that he yeah. shouldn't really know. Extra <laughs> vision and such. Yeah. And I write that off a lot because I've I've watched way too much Superman to know that yeah. he's got a lot of cheat code things yeah. <laughs> that he does that you don't realize. And Superman's also a reporter. Like legitimately, that's he true. Kind of has a. A little bit of detective in him. Yeah. So he can put two and two together a lot more than he lets on. But that's part of what makes Clark Kent so amazing. Right. He can play really dumb, mm. which is a thing I, I think Henry, Henry Cavill actually lacks. Mm. He doesn't play dumb well, which is a core component yeah. to being Clark Kent. That's true. Like, sometimes you just got to be like, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. Like, he's a little oh, goofy. But it works when you realize he's just trying to appear unassuming. Yeah. And again, it's one of the things that I don't even remember who wrote it, but there's a guy who who was writing Batman who described Superman as the power of a god trapped inside the body of a, the body of a crossing guard. Like legitimately, <laughs> he's just so careful around everyone and yeah. everything. There's that there's that uh, big scene um, in. I don't remember which animated movie it was, but it was the one where he ends up fighting a uh not no. Dark Side, right? Dark Side, yeah. Yeah, where he's, he's like, like, I don't have to hold he's back. Like, oh, you you can take this. This is cool. Yeah. All right. Like, yes. Like, That's that scene is really crucial to you understanding what Superman is, yeah. but it's very seldom touched on anywhere else. Which sucks. He's holding back to do literally <laughs> everything. <laughs> There's but, also um the one from this is the rare opportunity that I think you'll know every one of these animated movies. Probably. Uh, the the one with the the I think it was four Union Jack or whatever that guy's name is. New Frontier. Is That's that just Frontier? the New Frontier? Yeah, yeah. Where like he he's just like, all right, you guys want me to be bad, huh? All right, cool, sure. I'll I'll flash you down from space. I'll like make all this. I'll fucking make a vacuum and suffocate this guy and look like I killed him. Like I'll. Uh, lobotomize you and get rid of your ability like from your brain is like 
Oh shit! Yeah, this, <laughs> is, <laughs> like, this is a real problem. Yeah, yeah. I oh. love those movies with Superman because it's it, it. That is the way I'd like to see him. Where it's like, okay, all right, you guys have pushed me to the point where like I'm about to make a lot of really real mistakes, yes. and then him recover from those mistakes. Yes, uh, which even in that movie they didn't really do because they were fake. Like he didn't actually do those things to it to an extent. I guess he technically did fly from the moon back to space or back to Earth in that time, but. Like, he didn't suffocate a person. He didn't crush somebody with a car. Like, he right. like he did actually lobotomize that dude. So, there's that. <laughs> that guy for sure yeah. ended up with lasers in his brain. Yeah. But, like, but that's kind of one of the things that you're absolutely right. Superman should be shown growing through some very real mistakes. Something. Like, like if you're going to show him yeah. having these deep character flaws, then we have to show the mistakes that come with those flaws, which you don't really get to see in right. Man of Steel. Like, he has the flaws, doesn't really make the mistakes. Yeah. And I yeah. think that could have been there. Like, it really, you could do that story. There's at least one comic run that does that well, hmm. where Superman's just a kid from Kansas. Like, legitimately, he's a kid from Kansas. Yeah. But he also has pretty much the best power suite you could put on a person. <laughs> like, and they, he, I think one of the things he does in the book is, and early on in the book, he's running around in basically like a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, yeah. But he he picks up a mob boss. He just takes a mob boss to the police. He's like, <laughs> hey, this guy does he, crime. He does it. Here he is. And the police have to explain to him, so listen, there's this thing called like evidence. Yeah. We can't hold this guy at all. Like there's nothing. That... He's like, but I saw him do it. And they're just like, well, that that's not enough. That doesn't but... help us at all. Yeah. Build a case, man. Yeah. And that was one of the realer moments. And admittedly, I don't think fans reacted well to the run to mm. that line because they don't really re- it doesn't resonate with what people love about Superman. I wonder, what do you think that is, though? Like, you think it's just the dynamic, crazy, big things that he does? Well, let me it... put it to you like this. Do you, have, do you watch My Hero Academia? Yes. So, you hear how All Might talks in the middle of a crisis versus how All Might talks to Midoriya mm-hmm. when he's trying to teach Midoriya about his mistakes? Right. That's the difference. Sure. Okay. Yeah. In the middle of an issue, whenever the fight is happening, that's not the time to talk about how Superman can make a mistake. Yeah. That's not when he's <laughs> in mistake mode. Yeah. That's when Superman is there to make everybody feel okay because there's no problem that's too big for Superman. Yeah. That's what he's for. The rest of the characters around him, which admittedly is what Donna Justice should have been, mm. can be the reflection of how dire this situation can be. But Superman is supposed to be the hope. Yeah. And You're right. so much of Man of Steel feels very hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the wrong tone for that character. Even it, at the it, end, it's like, hey, you're supposed to be this like good guy and like try to find the best solution to everything. And then you're just like, yeah, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm yeah. going to break his neck. Is that yeah. solved? <laughs> like, that just didn't feel like a Superman thing. And yeah. admittedly, I get it. He's in over his head. But sure. that can't be his resolve. Like... Hey, let's just pick this guy up and see how far we can fly into space. Let's see yeah. how far we can get away or what we can do. Yeah. Like there are so many things he could have done that don't feel disingenuous to the core of the character. That feels dis- like there were so many ways you could have got- gotten it right and you picked the thing that felt so wrong. Hmm. Like who if you 
Oh, if you read a comic book and you turn the page to see Superman snap somebody's neck, yeah, like, none of that would feel okay. <laughs> you're like, what, what is this? <laughs> I think the... Um, I, did you ever play DC Universe? Yes. You see that? Remember, remember that? The, the I don't know if it was a trailer, if it was just like the opening cinematic. That like whole fight scene and like the story that they used to branch off the entire game. Um, I want so bad for them to expand on that outside of the game i want it whether it's a comic or an animated series some anime movie literally anything because i think that idea is so good because it makes it forces superman to have to and batman for that matter to have to like battle with like villain good evil like all that stuff and it makes it very gray because now you have one central bad guy that everyone's like oh well we need to stop this dude. Yes. Um, I, for for those of you who don't don't know what I'm talking about, there's a game called DC Universe. Um, that is, oh, I wouldn't call it great. It's okay. It's an okay MMO. Um, uh, for a game that involves a DC story, it sure, is very yes, well yeah, built. Yeah, which DC very often <laughs> just stumbles into. What do you mean? You don't want to fly through rings in a Superman Returns video game for <laughs> five five hours? Oh, Sam, I'm not Sonic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, don't make me Sonic. That's a Sonic thing. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, like, I actually make this point very often with Injustice. Because I think Injustice yeah, is an incredible story, story yeah. that is what happens when Superman runs out of hope. Yep. That's a, that's terrifying. Like, All right. You guys. <laughs> oh, okay. You killed the last two people that are human that I love? Cool. Right, cool. I'm done with all of you. Like... That's a far more terrifying concept because you really don't know what you can do to stop that guy. Yeah. And we're all just people trying to figure that out. The story is literally, we need another one of him to To stop stop him. him. (laughs) Like that's, that's literally their answer. Yeah. There's a, there's definitely, I remember the moment in that story where I was like, oh, it's problematic now where there's a scene where he lobotomizes Shazam. Yes. I was literally thinking that. I was like, I was he's like, going to get, I was, I was like, like oh, oh no, that was the guy. What do we like, do now? That's, that's a child. Yeah. Like, you like, just, <laughs> what do we do? That's the guy. That was the magic's the best weakness. And yeah. he's gone. He's gone now. Like I would imagine, I wish they had like a, it would be totally out of place, but it would be hilarious if they did a moment where they went around the room at that moment and just had what was going on in everyone's head. Yes. They were just like, oh shit. Like, this went really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that and um, uh, Wonder Woman coming from Atlantis with um, Aquaman's Trident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. W- w- with with his wife's head. Oh, like, yeah, just, yeah. Just like, alright, we're done now. We can yeah. be together now, right? That's cool. And he's just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, there's that, that story's really good. Yeah, the uh that guy has a particular knack for killing mm. characters. His name's Tom Taylor. He's Australian. Okay. Um he actually did another really, really good run recently in a book called Deceased. And that's a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to do a zombie apocalypse style story, but in the DC universe. Hmm. And they're not particularly zombies. Um all right, I'm gonna go really nerdy, it's comic book nerdy for a moment. Um Dark Side. Okay kind of finally cracks the anti-life equation okay in this story and it Dark spreads side? yes okay <laughs> it spreads through um technology mm-hmm. so if anybody is looking at a screen they're pretty much instantly infected okay so in issue one everybody in the bat family short of alfred and damien dies 
Nice. So Batman, Nightwing, Red Hood, gone. Just taken off the board. Step one. Hmm. Um, And it creates (laughs) a really interesting problem because, of course, like, obviously Batman would be looking at a screen somewhere. Right. Instantly infected. Yeah. But as the book progresses, it becomes more and more dire. Like, everybody you kind of are attached to gets infected and dies. Hmm. And there are, and again, I I apologize to spoil it too much, but there's a particular, the moment that felt really heartbreaking for me was Flash gets infected. Okay. And he proceeds to go running full speed around the planet, infecting as many people as he can. Why? Because that's what the, that's what the disease does. It spreads. The moment it gets into one person, it's a zombie virus. Okay. But they're still who they are. Huh? So Flash is just full making laps around the planet infecting people full speed jesus and superman's like well we have to stop him so superman flies up into space and he's radioing down to i want to say it's lois and his son and damien who will only refers to batman in the third person but he never is talking about himself (laughs) because he's still not comfortable with it Right. Which still feels very genuine that, to yeah, Batman. That's good. Yeah. It was an incredible, like, oh man, this is how you make this character go on. It was cool. But Superman basically is like keeps asking, like, are you sure there's nothing left? Are you sure he's not like we can't save him? Mm. He's gone. And they're like, Yes, we're sure. And Superman they they're like, Well, how are you gonna stop him? You can't <laughs> catch him. And he's like, I don't have to catch him. <laughs> I just have to meet him. And Superman just ru- like flies full speed head on straight through the Flash. Jesus, just <laughs> rips him straight apart, <laughs> and that's, that's how they stop him. What's this one called? Deceased. Deceased. Now the sad, the really crucially sad part is that's how Superman gets infected. Wow. Okay. So huh. the like Lois ends up writing the story of how Superman tried to save us. And then he failed. Hmm. Like, it's incredible because it's it's wrenching how these characters still remain true to themselves through this horrible time and things only get worse. But you can show that a character can go through something really traumatic and tragic and still be who they are. Hmm. There's, I have, I, I, my comic book collection is, I don't even want to call it a collection. It's literally like a couple comics that I have. Um, one of them I read was, um, uh, it's, it's not the new 52. It's the, oh man, I almost want to, after it's after it. Um, right, so it's rebirth era, most likely, or maybe no, no, it, 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 it happened before it, but timeline wise, it's after, like they're all old. Okay. Um, like, uh, Batson's like an adult man when he tra- when he tra- oh you're talking kingdom come kingdom come that's what it is that's my favorite story of all time. i have i have that in my closet and i remember reading that and i was just like this is insane yes i was like like Mark the, Wade. the way that they like gave everyone motive for all of their different actions that leading up like to the end of the 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 story i was just like Wow. And like even the art style in there is just it's different. Yes. It's so different, but it's poignant. Like, yes, I uh, forget the guy's name. But- Alex Ross. Yeah, 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 That's Alex Ross. Yeah. That is my favorite it's artist so good. of all time because he only uses real models for all you of can his tell. character work. Like, and he, he oil paints. Yeah, it's so it's it, I remember looking at the front cover. And I was like, well, this is different. Yes. <laughs> um, why, why does everybody look like people? Yeah, on this? Yeah. 
uh there's a scene uh where one of the I, I hope this is that same story i feel like now i'm thinking about it, it might not be there's a scene where one of their somebody's wife dies um who's also a superhero and he's like an elastic guy. It might be just. Oh, like, no, that's Identity Crisis. Yes. Yes. And that's uh, the scene of him just like losing it. And, and every his face just like, falls? and he's crying. I was yes. like, ah, <laughs> like, like this is. Yes. That oh, book man. is super poignant for the first time because in that book, particularly, you really understand the difference between the big three. Yep. And the rest of the heroes. Yep. Because the rest of the heroes are far more grounded and they understand they see problems far more differently. They don't believe, they don't necessarily have the belief that they can just solve a problem and people will change. Yeah. Whereas Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman kind of believe that they can, excuse me, it doesn't, I don't want to make it sound as rough as it is, but they kind of want to enforce their will on a situation. They believe that if they give it all of their effort, then they can solve whatever they see. And that's the biggest difference. Like Nightwing doesn't believe that to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I like Nightwing a lot. Like I genuinely believe Nightwing is one of the best characters that's underutilized because he's he could be Batman, but he could also walk away. Yeah. Like legitimately, I don't think you could write a happy ending for Batman. Mm. I don't see Batman ever stopping. I think I so this might be a controversial opinion. I think the happy ending for Batman is Batman Beyond. But they need to do it perfectly, or or at least better. I love Batman Beyond. Yeah, like they—that's the ending that I want to see for Bruce Wayne. Is like him basically mentoring the person he's passing that off to. Absolutely. But it needs to be in a way that like doesn't. The person who who picks up that mantle needs to be somebody who one hundred percent understands everything that Bruce has done, and then makes makes it his living goal to like make sure that that is never ruined yes and i don't know if terry's the guy for that but terry's not terry's pithy and terry's fun yeah terry is much more lighthearted than bruce could ever be because terry lost his parents as or terry lost his dad as an adult yeah whereas batman lost his parents at eight so they're just they're they come at it from very different places and I like what you I like the concept that you're that yeah. you brought forward that someone has to really appreciate what Batman is yeah enough to never want that legacy tarnished so they hold themselves to a higher standard right yes you're absolutely right I don't think that person can be raised by Batman no 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 no, no. yeah I, well I don't think they can be raised by him I almost I do want his story to blend into theirs though in some way. Well, that's why I like Dick because Dick remembers what it was like to be happy, that's and to true. some degree, Bruce has replaced at least some portion of the family that he right. had. And again, by all the other ancillary characters that eventually pop up, Dick kind of has a pseudo new family, right. and he is less responsible for all of them than Bruce is. Mm. Like to some degree, they're all kind of Bruce's kids. Yeah, <laughs> so. He had like genuinely how happy can you be that all of your children go out and fight maniacs at night? Yeah. Like from a real perspective, yeah. you're never going to be completely comfortable with that. But Dick, Dick could walk away. He could be Batman long enough to then train someone else to be Batman and then just 
let it go. That's true. That'd be a cool story too. It's one of the reasons why I enjoy Dick Grayson. I think he could genuinely find a way to find his happiness and then after being the bad. Didn't wasn't Dick Grayson killed though? Yes, they've okay. done that a couple times. Yeah, okay, it's, it right. never works well. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I there was I remember specifically there was a I remember the comic coming out, but I remember playing um the Sony VR thing mm-hmm. that they had and I was like Oh, and it's literally him just, like, falling off of a thing, breaking his back and, like, falling down and the guy killing him. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this is supposed to go align with the the comic. And then I didn't really follow it after that until the New 52 happened. And then I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to hop right in here. So, again, not to... uh, This is where I'm going to sound like the the worst part about (laughs) fandom that I hate. Okay. Um, there is a longstanding rumor, and again, I only call it a rumor because I have not talked to these people myself, Mm -hmm. that some of the people at the high end of creative in DC do not like what are termed legacy characters, who are characters that are sidekicks that have aged because they further age the heroes that they stand alongside. Sure. So it becomes very difficult. Like, Batman's cool until you have to write, like, a 65-year-old Batman, which... At some point, you're gonna have to do, dude, that, because Dick Grayson's gonna grow up. The um one where him and Superman fight, the animated one, um where he he basically ends up getting Green Arrow to uh make a a, a Kryptonite arrow, yeah, and he shoots Superman with. It. He's like, just remember, I'm the guy that beat you. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that that is the old Superman and Batman that are like I think is the best version of that story. Yeah. I mean, sure, I think um. I need to probably reread um, Kingdom Come again because I think that story is probably better, but it's not as fresh in my mind. There are two that I can think of. Mm. Kingdom Come I love personally because, again, I think that that's a... It feels very reflective of the issue of younger heroes versus the core fundamental older heroes, Mm. which at the time was also kind of a veiled shot at new 90s creations versus <laughs> the core like heroes that built our brand mm. that's the play there that's what they're playing on with batman retiring and superman kind of quitting because the core of that book is that superman witnesses this guy murder the joker and yeah. is like dude you killed somebody yeah you have to go to jail that's yeah. how this works <laughs> and the guy gets acquitted yeah and superman's like that's not how <laughs> this goes <laughs> like he built his entire foundation on doing the right thing and not having to end lives despite all the power he has and this guy just threw that all away and everybody's fine with it everybody's like yeah cool and superman's like okay well i'm not in it for this yeah this is not what i'm about i'm done yeah which is a really poignant moment when you think about it like I read the story where Cap puts down the shield. It's not like that. Mm. It feel it it has a very different feeling because Cap is still like Cap goes to do some kind of covert stuff. Superman just straight is like I'm done. Yeah. I'm I'm way past I do remember the 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 picture in the in the uh comic where Wonder Woman goes to the farm and is like, "Hey, you want to try to help us out?" Yeah. He's just like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, it's, it's just, like, "No, nah, no, nah, we actually really need you to help us out." He's like, "Eh, you guys are fine." Like, like listen, you you seem like you got it. Yeah, and it goes really bad. Yeah, but that's kind of the point of it all. Like when you get so used to pushing things to be this so new edgy thing that you lose 
what your core fundamental portions are, what's core to your character, the only thing that can happen is disaster, mm. which then forces you to rebuild. It's actually a really interesting cycle where, you know, you can watch a character be created. You watch how the character develops. Eventually, someone else has a different perspective on the character. They try to change something. It may or may not work, but it always escalates and it escalates and it escalates. And, and eventually, it, it usually ends in some sort of violence right. or some sort of big mistake yeah. where the character kind of has to roll back and find out what fundamentally makes them what they are. It's one of the reasons why I, I, again, I'm growing to love Spider-Man the more, the older and older I get. It's because chronologically, Spider-Man's the first superhero to ever fail because of the death of Gwen Stacy. And that is poignant for two reasons. Spider-Man failed when he didn't try (laughs) to save Uncle Ben. And then he failed when he did to try and save Gwen Stacy. That's an incredible dichotomy for a character he's like okay i can't just try i understand now even even if i try my best it might not always work but that only propels him to try harder yeah and that not and not give up because that is the other option like yeah which i think is a really grounded story like that is a lesson that i think people don't see i remember um god this is gonna be bad I don't. I remember talking about um, uh, it was a, an older podcast a couple of episodes ago. I forget who I was talking to, but we were going over like the differences between men and women, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if that lesson is drilled because even if you didn't see Spider Man or you, you didn't grow up with Spider Man, I'm sure that the the phrase "with great power comes great responsibility" is. Even if those exact words are not given to you as a, as an as an adult man or or like or child or boy, right? You you get some lesson like that at some point. Oh yeah, there's what, a biblical. I mean, it's paraphrased from Corsair and I think the early 1500s, but it's also biblical. Like mm-hmm. to whom much is given, much is required. Right, right. Like it's all it all kind of has the same thing. Like listen, if you can do more, yeah, you should. should yeah, like the. the 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 thing that came up was I was like I wonder if that lesson is as ingrained in women as it is in men. Now see here's what's interesting. I had my I believe it was high school. My teacher asked a question I had never heard before, and it fundamentally made me appreciate women much more. Huh? He literally at, because the class was about it was AP physics. Okay. Back when I was trying to be as smart as I could yeah, all yeah. the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, in this class, he asked the he asked everybody in the class, "Hey, if you can't make an A at something, do you believe you should still keep trying at it?" And all the guys were like, "Well, yeah, that's fine." Hmm. Legitimately, three quarters of the women in the room were like, nah, "No, just do something else." So his point was that. Listen, there are plenty of guys who make B's and C's and go on to become engineers, but there's a fundamental mentality difference to how women are sometimes raised where if they don't feel like they're excelling, they should be doing something else. Hmm. And it doesn't allow for room to grow, 
which is a really problematic thing because you never realize that if you're not particularly the best at something that doesn't mean yeah you sh- it doesn't mean you should stop and it also you don't ever realize who you might be inspiring even through your failure right. which is man yeah those those are all lessons that i remember hearing growing up as as a kid which that that almost makes me sad <laughs> it's oh, 100%. it's like it's like i, I it, it's sad that that that's not something that's common regardless of your sex it this is a theory obviously i don't it could it, it could be ultimately that i mean obviously your your example um almost i guess backs that up like the fact that there's that many yeah women in the middle this was 13 years ago yeah but, like, but sure sure yeah. i'm sure things change but like man that's that's sad. <laughs> what? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's one of the things that I think is even more pre- prevalent in media. Like, I don't want to lean too much on it because, admittedly, I didn't. I don't. I haven't given the current franchise much um, time as I really want to. But we can wholeheartedly look at Luke Skywalker fail and get up and continue trying to be something. Right. I don't think that story would have worked or I don't think it would have been met with the same kind of fervor that if it was Ray. And mm. that's not fair or correct, but I think I would have respected a little bit more, but absolutely. That, that's me. Like I totally understand like yeah. Absolutely, but I don't know if the general populace would have looked at that the same. Sure. Yeah. But I think they absolutely should. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a movie at, at the top of my brain that I've seen that has shown a woman genuinely utterly fail at something and then continue to do that thing. And even if she doesn't end up being the best at the end, people mm-hmm. respect her for it. Either they end up being the best or they or find they, that yeah. they can do something else. Hmm. And that's just a poor it's poor storytelling. Sure. Yeah. I hmm. I the I don't know the the full story beats of this of the actual um anime or novel, but I'm I the first thing that came to mind was Ghost in the Shell. Um, I like Ghost in the Shell a lot. Yeah, like cuz she's good. Yeah. Um I wouldn't say she's the best in that story. Uh, That's fair. Um, but uh, is it Bato uh, that loses his eyes? In yeah, the, story? the guy with the eye. Implants. Yeah. Um, whereas, like that, that could have ended differently. I wouldn't necessarily put that on her shoulders as like, oh, your mistake caused him to like go blind or whatever. Um, but I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind where I was like, is there a story that that has that? Um, but that's even that is a big stretch, and I can't think of one off the top of my head now. Yeah. And that's the part that he, yeah. that even feels a little yeah. gross to yeah. me. Like it should be like bringing back to My Hero Academia. Mm. Midoriya is has yet to be the best hero. Yeah, in any capacity. Honestly, I, th- I think that's why I like that. Yes, so because much. there is something that feels very real mm. about the center character of a story not being the best at anything he does but never giving up the the only thing i think that have you read like further than the anime or not currently not too i'm far. not gonna spoil anything but there's definitely stuff now that i'm just kind of like wait don't do that that's 
that's too far. Yeah, I was you like, that's it back. stop. Like, <laughs> I was fair. like, you guys had a great idea going forward, and now you're like, yeah, Jesus I, Christ. I definitely pray they don't fall into a lot of the regular shonen traps. I they 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 touch it, but they don't. So far, they haven't like gone full like Naruto yet, which yeah. is good. Great, keep don't doing do, that. Yeah, don't, don't, do that. don't do that. Like, um. I was I had I I had a very similar problem. Um, have you ever watched a show called Black Clover? Oh yeah, yeah. I I love Black Clover yeah. because the main character is juxtaposed to a guy who is legitimately better. Yeah, than just him insanely in better. Way. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, no nah, man, we're like I it him being better than me does not have anything to do with what my goal yeah. is. Yeah, and like okay, we're going. I clearly have to be better than him. That's fine. I'll be better than him because I want to be this thing, yeah. not because I, I want to be, just be better, be than, better him. than him at what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. That they, I love. They do a good job. I have a bad habit of like getting like getting super hyped on like an anime season. Yeah. I'll watch a season of something. I'll be like, this is dope. And then they're like, all right, next year we'll have season two. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm yeah. going to go read the manga. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, you're taking too long. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just go read this stuff. Um, Black Clover is not bad. They 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 make some pitfalls, I think, later on. But like they they don't they don't. <laughs> I say full Naruto. Naruto is not bad, but they they're the most shonen like yes. like yes. thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I've I've described it like this. Multiple people can admit to this. Mm. There is no reason that a show about ninjas should be should end with the blonde yeah. guy that likes to wear orange <laughs> and make clones of himself being the best ninja. Yeah. That's not real. Like you can't tell me that guy ends up being the best ninja. It, not, that's not a thing. Not the dude who like can go in people's brains and like he screams yeah. all the time. Like part of the ninja is just stealth. Like Naruto has no concept of stealth. Like most of the time, I'm sure they're they're the reasoning behind that was like they were like, we yeah we want this guy to be like just juxtaposed of like a normal ninja or like the cliche ninja, but I think at a certain point they should address that in the story and they never do. No, they never do. It's never it's just, a point. It it does the Gurren Lagann thing where it's just like. Oh, you like that fight? What about this? This is bigger. Oh, you thought that was cool? We'll get even bigger. It's just yeah. like. Can you guys like there's more ways to tell a story yeah. than constant esc- this is my thing about yeah. escalation yeah. like there are other ways to tell a story than just go this was the this is the thing that i actually appreciate flash for mm. is that yep at, you can't every season the big bad can't be a speedster yep he can't just have to run faster <laughs> like that's dumb don't do that and admittedly it doesn't always work well when they deviate sure but him having to fight someone who is not just a speedster. Wait a minute. I feel like the the CW show that was the case. There are two villains that are not speedsters. Which one am I missing? Um, there's the guy, the thinker, the guy who jumps from body to body. That's right. Yep. Yep. There's Forgot about him, that guy. Um, and if you want to go to a greater level, there's all of the greater crisis stuff, which is never particularly. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. A, a I totally forgot villain. about that guy, uh, the thinker. Um, that is his like villain name, right? It's like the thinker. I'm pretty sure it's something it like that, but I don't remember. Yeah. Like again, they I did not particularly enjoy the portrayal of that character. Mm. 
but I appreciated that we were not just going to keep making him run at guys. That's fair. Oh, and Bloodwork, the guy that they did in the most recent season. I don't think I've seen that yet. Um, yeah. All right, not to spoil too much it's from fine. you, but um, the guy has ALS. Like okay. he has a genuine like defect in his blood, mm-hmm. and he believes that dark ma- dark matter can fix it. Okay. Um, and he there's a whole big storyline where he keeps trying to let people like get people to help him use dark matter and everyone is like yo that stuff literally either makes super villains <laughs> yeah. or drastically destroys people yeah so let, let's, <laughs> let's try just not... another plan yeah and he's like you're willing to just let me die because you won't try yeah and eventually he gets hold of it but it's it's too late at that point and then he kind of discovers that he can kind of manipulate his blood mm. And he can put it into other people and kind of, they're like zombies. Huh. So he starts infecting a lot of people. He goes on this crazy big kill spree, but they make a point of saying he used to be a doctor. So it's very, he has to like kind of separate himself from his Hippocratic oath Hmm. to do this. That's kind of cool. Yeah. it, It had a lot of really interesting plot points. And to be fair, did you ever watch Heroes? The so blood work is Mohinder Suresh. Oh, per- I'm watching that. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. He, like, when I saw him the first time, and Amanda had never seen Heroes. Oh, man, and I was like, this out. guy is creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was instantly like, <laughs> that guy's creepy. Yeah. Just wait. That guy's going to be the problem. I'm certain of it. Oh, man. I That was probably one of the most disappointing in- endings of, like, a, a franchise that I love so much. I remember watching that in college, and I was just like, this is super cool. Yeah. Um, Writer's I, Strike. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate, man. That I will put the first season of Heroes against any show. Yeah. Season it's one is so incredible. Good. I, I will say I'm, I've been on this uh everyone at work can can attest to this but uh i've been on this kick of just like pushing lucifer on people i don't know if you've seen that show i have not but i it's i have access so to it damn good is it okay it's so good I, it because it it definitely has like the whole like crime drama kind of vibe to it right. but the way that they 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 make it a point to remind you almost every episode they're like hey this this is a comic book and there's a world that's built outside of what you're seeing right now. Yeah. And then there are certain story arcs that are just like, all right, we're going full force into that world. Like, right. And the, the, the dynamic of this character who's trying to figure himself out is so, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I'd recommend anyone, anyone who's like into super natural, like stuff like that. Just, just watch it. It's yeah. it. There's a reason Netflix bought it. Like it's absolutely it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I it, it, it's it's in that top series of like or top list of series with heroes with me. Like it's really good. That's awesome. I miss heroes a lot though. Man, <laughs> God, it was so good. Oh, just yeah. Even every time the the sequel, I don't remember what they called it. I think um, it was just Heroes Reborn. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it was just I, I I was so hopeful because I was like maybe oh, they'll get it right yeah, this like, time. They, they got hero back. <laughs> like this will be it. It'll be great. And, and they were like, wasn't. oh no. Yeah, I I remember having that feeling, just like, uh oh, yeah, maybe. What? No, <laughs> this is a, isn't it. There is a video game that came out around the same time as the sequel, the the, the to Reborn. That I was like, it's on Steam. It's five bucks. I'll try it. It actually was pretty good. It's pretty huh. damn good. the The main character has a really cool power that like they evolve naturally throughout the course. of It's not that long, but right. that's why it's five dollars. Um, it's like done in either cry or unreal game looks nice like it 
I, oh, I recommend. That's yeah, it, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a really All cool right, game. I can look that up. Um, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> I actually I think mean, it's just called Heroes Reborn. But yeah, it's a like game. I, I, it's, um, it should be easy enough yeah, to find. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty cool. But yeah, but like I think it. I think what it kind of to, to circle back around mm-hmm. is one of the things that people have to realize is, at least to me, there are some core parts to any hero. Okay, which make up a series. There's what the hero believes, okay. which is genuinely like his morality. Um, there's his story, however, like whatever his origin is. And then there's his feats, whatever he chooses to do from that point forward. And any one of those can change at a time without too much drastic difference. Right. But changing more than two. Yeah. Or changing two or like changing all of them starts to really lose the foundation of what the character yeah. is. Like, I'm down to read an evil Superman story if that's what you're telling me, but we can't then change his origin and change, yeah. like, everything. Every piece of him can't feel so different that, like, we can't make Dragon Ball and then just rename Goku Clark Kent. Like, yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> but legitimately, like, okay, well, they're both aliens yeah. and super strong, right? And you're like, that's, that's not, not how this that's works. That's not it. Like, that's not enough. Yeah, like, we can't change the power. Like, something has to remind you of what you loved about that character. Right. And enough of that has to be there that everybody can resonate with what's different. Like, Miles is a fantastic example because... A lot of his story is different. His powers don't always really... He has powers that Peter Parker never really had. Mm. But because he grew up in New York, because the world around him is so much the right. same, and because the people that he has to deal with are so so much the same, and because his morality is still built exactly like Spider-Man's morality, yep. he never you never lose what makes that character feel like Spider-Man. So the face doesn't matter as much yeah. there. The sto- the the underlying story is still there. Yes. It's just you're changing the, some of the beats yes. along the way, which is And keeping yeah. admittedly keep le- much like Batman Beyond, keeping the original character there yep. to kind of mirror and use the experience that character has builds phenomenally. It builds for two things too. It builds for the new character you're introducing and it also builds for the older character. Yes. Like it it, it gives them this like, oh, uh yeah, I'm not going to be around all the time. Yes. Like I should probably like and which without introducing a new character like that, they will never it's it's impossible to write a story like that. There's no yes. way to write a story like that. So, introducing a character like that can be used as both. And I think the smart thing they did with that story in particular was it would have been really easy because I think that came out before like some of the Marvel stuff where like they were like, all right, Thor is going to be this woman now. Um, Iron Man's going to be this girl now. Yeah. Like, I think I'm pretty sure Miles came out before that. Whole Miles was the first yeah. one because so, they introduced Miles in the Ultimate Universe. OK, so so like when you see something like that, it's I think is really easy for like some fans to go that's not my spider-man that's not like that's not the, the the thing that you built why are you changing it you're changing it for some agenda uh but by having them both coexist it it deflates that possible argument and then it gives you a chance to show what your story is because i think without doing something like that 
people are just going to shoot it down before they even give it a chance. Um, you are absolutely yeah. right. It is by far DC's biggest problem mm. is that Miles existed. Legitimately, Miles existed for, I want to say it's at least three years in his own universe, separate from Peter Parker. Huh. So Peter Parker was the main continuity Spider-Man and Miles existed in the Ultimate Universe. And they do a crossover story where Peter ends up in the Ultimate Universe and he meets Miles Morales. That book is incredible for a number of reasons, (laughs) mainly because it's the first time you get to really understand the impact that this character has because Peter's dead in that universe. Hmm. So he doesn't know he's dead. So he goes around looking to, you know, figure out what happened to everyone. Like he just jumps into the city uh, he's he, he knows New York. Mm-hmm. It's not that different. Mm-hmm. So he sees crime happening and he's like, all right, I'll be Spider-Man. I don't yeah. really know what happened. I don't know how I got here, but it looks like New York. There's crime. Good enough. Spider-Man's here. And he comes down and saves somebody. And they're like, thanks, but your costume's kind of in poor taste. Like the guy basically says like, yeah. yo, like, thanks for saving me. <laughs> but but like, fuck, why are you yeah. wearing that? Like, yeah. that's weird. And he's like, what do you mean? And he finally finds out that he died. Hmm. And he has this just, he like asks somebody to tell him the whole story. And they kind of recap it off panel. But the part that I particularly love, which is mirrored in Into the Spider-Verse, is he goes home to see Aunt May. Hmm. And they open the door. And whoever the artist is, it's chilling to me because Peter is just bawling. <laughs> he's just, he's just full wet works like, Oh, God, I left Aunt May, I left MJ Mm. all alone. Yeah. Because I died. Like, what happened? Yeah. And they're not, they freak out because they're not used to seeing him. Right. And then Nick Fury shows up and is like, hey, you're not supposed supposed to be be here. here. You know you're not (laughs) supposed to be here. Get the (laughs) fuck. But it's an incredible story because Miles is also just like, yo, what are you doing here? Oh God, I thought you were dead. Like, what do you mean you're here? Oh, you're not from here. Mm. And it again, Into the Spider-Verse mirrors that really, really well. And that's the thing that I love about that movie is that it's paced well because we don't give that too much time because it's not Peter Parker's story. It's Mm. Miles' story. But that's the thing. It's the other thing that Terry does really, really well in Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah. It's no longer Bruce's story because it's no longer Bruce's city. Yeah. Like, the opening scene of that of that series... Yeah, was perfect. Yeah. I, I literally put that into Google once a yeah. year. <laughs> Batman Beyond live-action movie. Yeah. Just, I just want it in the, in the zeitgeist <laughs> until somebody makes it. Somebody's like, there's enough money here to do this. Have you seen the mock-ups of, like, uh, I forget the two characters, that, or the two actors that they always put in the, those roles. But one of them was the dude from uh, Twilight. Pattinson? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was like, I want this. But please. Like... You pick anyone else. Well, like, I'm just old enough. And and again, I think you, you said you're about one year younger than me. Yeah. 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 So do you remember the the Danny DeVito is the penguin Batman yes, movie? Yes. So Michael Keaton is the perfect age to play old Bruce Wayne. Yes. Make it, it make it happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Every year I'm just like, come on, man. It's all wow. there. I didn't all even the think about that. Are there. Like. We can just like what would you give to see that scene? Who's who's see- Terry though? I don't care. <laughs> like 
Like legitimately, <laughs> just, le- to be fair, I would have picked Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt after after okay. the, uh, the Dark Knight return or after what was it the Dark Knight the last Dark Knight movie the, where he plays like the cop. I know. What not, I, I think it is is it Returns? Yeah, I think it's the Dark Knight yeah. Returns, which always throws me because that's yeah. a Frank Miller story that's way better than that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was like, okay, listen. I don't get what we're doing with Dick Grayson in this. Don't do that. <laughs> Just make him Terry McGinnis. Yeah. Like, make Joseph Gordon-Levitt Terry McGinnis. And then have Val Kilmer be the old Batman who's like, Man. you don't understand how this works. Now, here now, again, here's how much thought I've given this because I'm such a huge nerd. <laughs> do you remember the movie The Mask of Zorro? It's Ooh. Antonio Banderas and Sir Anthony Hopkins. I'm sure I saw it, but to try to remember any major beats would be impossible. It is this story told perfectly. Huh, okay. Because Anthony Hopkins is the original Zorro. Okay. And through uh, through some things that happened throughout this time period, he loses his wife. He, but he doesn't, re- like, and his antagonist adopts his daughter. So okay. he can't ever come for him because he's like, listen, if you ever come for me. I'll kill your kid. Yeah. But I'll raise her as my own. Jesus Christ. Right. What a brutal thing <laughs> yeah. for a villain to do. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm psychological, man. I'm not even, it's I like, don't have to do violence. to hurt you. Like. But they basically just put him in prison. Antonio Banderas plays like a kind of, uh, like a, a pretty much a broke, just Spaniard mm. in, I believe what's California, like Southern California at the time. And it's just him and this old prospector dude and his brother. And his brother gets killed. And the prospector dude gets captured and he's just kind of alone. But it's all by a guy who works for Anthony Hopkins's uh, antagonist. And Hopkins sees this guy and is like, okay, you want revenge. Yeah. All right. I'll teach you how to get revenge. And there's just him training this young guy. That's true. Then be Zorro. And I'm like, fam, we could just do this with Batman. (laughs) It's been long enough. No one will complain. You have all the room. The Batcave is huge. I can only imagine what that would look like on the big screen. Like, it just, I, just, because, like, the one thing I'll give Star Wars uh, 9 is visually that movie is stunning. Like, oh, it yeah. looks so good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, if we could just put that talent behind uh, Gotham in, like, 20-whatever the year that is for Beyond, like, that would look so gorgeous. I wasn't even that picky. I was like, damn, <laughs> just take the animation style from Into the Spider-Verse. Put, That's true. Yeah, you, you could do, do this voice. all yeah. animated. Yeah. I would live for <laughs> a Terry, like a, a, a CGI Batman Beyond. Yes. Yeah. That suit's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has oh, everything. He has stealth mode. Yeah. <laughs> like, for a guy that hunts at night in the dark, <laughs> he's basically a ninja anyway. <laughs> Stealth? Yeah. You're dead. Like I did love the fact that there was like this like kill switch essentially that Bruce always had, which is like yeah, turn it off. Stop it. Yeah. Just you know what? I turned the suit off so you can't be a jerk. He's like, but I'm gonna die. He's like, well, you shouldn't have stolen shouldn't the suit. Stole the suit. <laughs> like <laughs> old man Bruce Wayne's so strong. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Again, I once a year I just like listen, man. Just put it back in Google. Hope that somebody's reading these. Yeah, it's like somebody, please. Just, I I think it will happen at some point. The only thing that I think would ignite it faster is if some 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 comic book artists and writers would get together and make a 
new beyond comic like something that like re- well, it's, re- it's going still. it's still going it's ongoing i mm, i almost feel like it needs to be like it needs either either it needs to be renewed so that it's like fresh in people's faces or something dynamic needs to happen in it yes one of the two i can i can explain it to you but it's it's one of the found fundamental problems with a lot of heroes mm. is the counterbalance there is no hero that is successful in the greater mind's eye without a phenomenal villain. Sure. Legitimately, yeah. as good as Superman is, Superman works because Lex Luthor is Exists. so yeah. good. Every good Superman movie has a good Lex That's Luthor. True. It's the same with Batman. Batman has, in my opinion, the, mo- the best rogues gallery, the best collection yeah. of villains. Yeah. But the best movies always have the antagonist that works mm. like it's why Heath Ledger's Joker is so iconic it's why there are so many other really awful Batman villains that yeah. don't work it's what yeah. like if you're making a Batman movie and you know you're gonna use Bane and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> Mr. Universe is <laughs> in talks let's make that guy a just, scientist just, yeah that'd be fine sure <laughs> God, his henchman had ice skates in that movie. Like, there's so much goofy silliness in that. But it, it, the whole of it is that you just have to have a villain that properly balances what the hero is. Yeah. And Batman Beyond, as much as I love it, there is not a villain in any part of that that I can remember that is the whole of Terry's issue. Like, mm. if there were a villain. Who figured out who like showed up in the Batcave once? Who just yeah. like who got close enough yeah. to really cause Terry a problem and make Terry have to be Batman without Bruce for yeah. a little while? That would be the villain. That and doesn't happen. I not that I have seen. Mm. I, there's not a villain that really attaches me to that character well. I remember there was an arc where like there were these basically Joker was dead in mm-hmm. that universe. Um, but there were these characters that were like, Hey, but what if the Joker theory still lived on? And they just kept, yeah. And I was like, that's a cool concept, but like didn't execute it. Yeah. They were just like, they, they kind of made a thing and then Terry immediately fixed it. And I was like, but wait, (laughs) can we keep, (laughs) yeah, they're they're goofy, low level thugs. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is stupid. That's you missed. What made the Joker so dangerous is that yes, he is low level. Excuse me. But, because of the amount of chaos and violence he puts out, everybody acknowledges how big that threat is. It's the yeah. the thing that I think almost nobody gives enough credit to is in the Dark Knight, the magic trick. Right? With when the, he's like, with the pencil? Yeah, pencil. Okay, all right, yeah. So the there's an amount of, an incredible just amount of visceral carnage that he puts out in that movie with almost no blood yeah (laughs) legitimately you never see blood but you see him kill at least three people yeah on screen and that shows you exactly what this character is about like throughout the bank robbery at the very beginning when he kills basically the entire crew Mm. you're like okay not only is this guy violent and dangerous He's insane. Yeah. I think the the killing joke was what like brought that home to me. Yes. And I was just like, God 
Damn. Yes. Jesus. This guy is This guy is actually messed up. Like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing that I think is missing for Terry. There's Mm. not a villain that genuinely makes you worried for Maybe that makes... Maybe that brings us to the movie. Like, if they can figure out a good villain for him, like, that'd be nice. I don't know. I don't know what that would look like for him, but... Uh, DC, when I find that pitch... Yeah, I'll call you. Yeah. So you know, I will. Um, but that's that's been my thing. Mm. Like, I genuinely writing a villain is one of the hardest things to do because you have to balance them being enough of a threat for the the hero to have to give it his all, but not being completely obsessed with the hero so much. That's the other thing that makes the Joker work that a lot of other villains don't work with. But DC villains do this a lot. Mm. They are obsessed with the heroes, right? And I know I've said this about Lex at least 10 times. (laughs) Lex works because realistically, he believes if Superman did not exist, he would be the biggest, most amazing thing on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. He's a genius. Yep. He has an incredibly, like, he would be Tony Stark. Yeah. (laughs) The problem is Superman exists. (laughs) So, like, nobody's really interested in what the peak of humanity yeah. can be when like, there's a well, superman right here, so. yeah and <laughs> i would if i were in in the spirit of like writing a really good villain film because joker worked mm. that would be my lex story about like a kid who genuinely is like the tries best, his yeah. hardest his entire life to be the best he go like graduates top of his class goes to ivy league top of his class fortune 500 business <laughs> and He's just like looking out, gazing over his empire, trying to figure out what he could do next. Yeah. But before he can ascend, Superman exists. You're just like, <sighs> like I, w- I would just do like a real stalker, like obsession movie where this guy just kind of devolves into trying to take down this being that is standing in the way of him being all that he feels he could yeah. be. Because that's what he sees Superman as a lot. Do you, do you like write like yeah. stories? Okay. So like, I don't, I don't know if you've seen any of the older, I guess even more recent stuff. I, I've often toyed with the idea of like writing some sort of like fiction. Um, have you already done that? Or working, I'm working. I'm working on, currently okay. working on about three different stories. Okay, cool, cool, cool. A little scatterbrain, but no, no, no. That's, helps. that's, that's pretty dope. Cause I've, I've not had the opportunity to sit down and talk to somebody who's like already in it. Um, I don't know what, what is, has, has, has that, has that been like a difficult process at all for you? Or has it been kind of just like, Oh yeah, I actually like this. Like this is natural. Like, um, it's, it, some of it comes a lot easier than other things. Mm. Um, particularly I had one idea for a character. Okay. And I, in trying to find, the world mm-hmm. around that character, I reverse engineered a villain. Okay. That was awesome for me because I That's didn't know cool. I was going to end there yeah. until I got there. But it was like, I wondered, you know what, what's weird mm-hmm. is every zombie movie I could think of, you never see the animals or the animals are also zombies. Okay. What would happen if there were a world where the animals weren't affected or the animal, like what would happen if a zombie virus only touched people Mm -hmm. and it led me to kind of create this interesting character who basically like he's a bird trainer okay but 
in the midst of this zombie apocalypse, when he realizes the animals aren't affected, he just trains the carrion eating birds like vultures, buzzards mm-hmm. to kill zombies. Okay. So I made like a bird trainer. That's a zombie fighter. That's kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And then I like from there, I kind of was like, okay, well, how would this world look like? What would happen that would make this kind of world exist? And I kind of stumbled upon this idea of like a doctor mm. who genuinely hated all of the real ilk of society, all the real problematic parts of society. Mm. He hates all the politics. He hates all the racism and sexism. And he thought, you know, the problem is that humanity is no longer fighting for survival. So what happens if that's our, our greatest problem again? Hmm. I think we could end war in one generation if the fight is for survival. And that was my villain. So this guy that makes a zombie apocalypse happen only with the idea that society needs to collapse. I like that a lot. That again, but like that's like that's so weird to hear though, because like when you, I guess, I would count myself as below amateur when it comes to like trying to come up with stories. But I, you would think you're like, okay, well, uh, do we like you never think I'll start with the world, or I guess you do think, but you like you never think that in starting with the villain or starting with the hero, you'll create the other two. Yeah, but like. I guess it's it's interesting that those kind of come about. That was the first time it had happened for mm. me, legitimately, but it was it was such an interesting rabbit hole to kind of fall down. That's really cool. That I just I kept going with it and the more I leaned into it the more and more I developed where like okay, this guy would discover the research notes of this doctor who was like, "Okay, if the kill rate's under 85%, humanity will survive. We are essentially an endangered species from there." Mm. Like, "Okay, how long does this virus need to gestate before the symptoms show up so it can spread right like because if it if it pops off too quickly yeah quarantine and it doesn't yeah, work it's done so like you know like, okay it has to have about six to eight months with no symptoms so people can actually spread it mm. and someone looking up all of these notes would be terrifying yeah because you realize that oh no this thing that nearly destroyed humanity somebody made made it, it yeah Right? Wow. That's really cool. I love this story already. Yeah. Like, man, I the I guess the thing that I find weird is like I want a place where I can like throw these ideas almost just like get them out somewhere and maybe have people bounce off of them. The this the fear I guess is two is two founded. It's one that somebody who's way better skilled than me at it would go oh, that's a cool idea. And then they proceed to make a book out of it so that by the time I actually get a chance to just state on it, it's already done. Right. Um, or, which is a kind of a silly fear because no matter how they take it and do it, it will always ultimately be different than what you would have. True. Um, but the other thing is like, I I don't know where that place really exists. Like, if if that is even something that even exists on the internet. Um like, so what's interesting is what you're referring to is basically just a writer's room. Right. Um and I think it can be done. Mm. Uh I am all for looking for co-collaborators to do it because again, while a lot of it does come very easy, a lot of it is also just a wall that you mm. that is very difficult to get through that very is very helpful to have other people bounce ideas off. I wonder 
man, this is bad. So this is how my brain works. This is like, I'm hearing this. I'm thinking, I'm like, is that, is that like something that would be cool? Not necessarily as a series, but like as a running theme for something like where people come together and they make these cool stories. That's a studio. Well, yeah, but like how is there a way to like share that story as it develops without it getting that's okay. that's the it's like so here's here's an idea i've been i've been trying to okay. i've had some concept for for a while what if there were just a channel mm. where you had a creator who's like hey listen i have an idea for a book you're going to watch my journey of taking this idea as far as i can hmm. and the whole of it would just be your the fans of that creator and the collaborators of that creator watching him develop the story so you then get concrete plot points you get a a record of everything that you develop so you don't you can retain a lot of propriety Mm -hmm. but you also get to share the journey of development with people which in deal which a lot of times endears them to the character right like you especially like i mean look at literally any like indie early access game absolutely like it's, it's literally that all the time yeah. or i can tell you a more real example did you watch avatar the last airbender yep so that studio <laughs> literally uh, a few of those creators i believe this is true um a few of those creators get together with a woman at marvel who has an idea to make this character that's basically Gwen Stacy, but she's cosplaying as Deadpool. This is how you get Gwenpool. Okay, really? Yes. Huh. Not only that, the entirety of that book is a play on fourth wall breaking comedy, mm-hmm. juxtaposed with the reality of the Marvel Universe. Hmm. They do that exceptionally well. And it's all built on a character. And I, I listened to her as she, uh, after the fact that this got created, mm-hmm. she had to create this character because it was originally just the skin that they made to sell the cover of books. At the time she made the character, um, Fox owned Deadpool. Okay. And Sony owned Spider-Man. <laughs> so she couldn't use she's any like, of, she waiting. Could, like, she, well, she couldn't use any of the core fundamentals of either of those characters yeah. in this character's creation. Because they're proprietary to two other companies. Wow. And it still gets made. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, any, the the whole, I was talking to Alex, which was the last person I had on, uh, about um, Fantastic Four and how they've been just getting, unf- like, the most unfortunate uh, yeah. circumstances around those films, mm-hmm. wherein the story itself is actually generally good. Yes. Um, but... I it's weird to see all of these like the company hands that ruin stuff, and, but I mean you need them for money like Absolutely. obviously, but it's I, I I guess that's the same thing that happened with Star Wars too. But um, I don't know. It's the, the concept of like having people follow the journey of a story. It's it's both exciting, but it seems so risky to me. Oh, it like, absolutely is. Yeah, it's like. All right, so now that it's done, you, you, from a business perspective, you can't really charge a lot for it because people already know what they're expecting, I guess. I'm sure you, you would have to do it with the mindset that 
not everything can be shared. Oh, absolutely. Like, every, you would, like, yeah, like, you show the bigger the bigger points like, yeah. hey, we're working on this new character, mm-hmm. but you don't really show what that character is going to do. I guess that's the same thing that like uh, it's a teaser game developers do. When absolutely. They, like I, I'm a big fan of Apex Legends. I don't know if you. you, you I know. have not played it, but I understand. It's it's not it's. I'm I'm a fan of it for the wrong reasons. And the, the reasons I'm, I'm, I'm it's I, true I love, fandom. I love the I story that. like that's behind the multiplayer only game because okay. they release these like um, they're really well done. Like, they're like these animated shorts yes. of the stories behind each of these characters. And I'm just like, can I please just get one series movie I, something? Like I want something that like okay. bridges all this stuff together. Like okay, did you watch the Mandalorian? Not yet. I really oh need to. Oh my though. god! Okay, so whenever you watch the Mandalorian, okay. please let me know because okay. I got that exact feeling throughout the entirety of that show. Hmm. It's eight episodes, and I was like, I would play this game yeah. verbatim. <laughs> Can you don't make change this? anything. <laughs> I'll play this game right as it is. <laughs> and I was like, the whole time I'm like, I would play the. Oh God, why is this not a game? Yeah. This would. This should be a game. I. Why can't I? Why can't I give you my money to play this? You just have sixty dollars, <laughs> like, just like staring at Disney Plus. Just it's like, just waiting on y'all. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. that's that's I get that feeling a lot. Where yeah. you're like, you get really endeared to a well-told story, yeah, and it just happens to also be in a video game. And the, the way, so I don't know if you you intend on playing this game or watching this stuff. There's there's a character called um, Wraith. Um, and the, the, the synopsis in the story is this. So the character she has, she, she can open portals for her teammates and herself. And you instantly transfer to the, wherever she made the other portal. Right. Um, she can go into that dimension just herself to like get out of combat. And then like she can run and then at a certain timer point, she'll come back out of it. So it's just like a, it's a good escape mechanism or a good way to like get behind the enemy team without them seeing you. Um, and her those are her like activated ability her passive ability is whenever people are doing anything to her team or like enemy people are doing stuff to her team she has these voices in her head that tell her so like if somebody's aiming at you there's a voice in your head it's like you're someone's got you in their sights like there's like really cool stuff and i was like this is a cool character so the animated short that they made of her explained where the voices were coming from and what it actually is, and what, oh, the whole dimension, and everything. So they do say before that she had a bunch of like horrific tests done on her, right. and that's how she kind of came to grips with all these different abilities. Right. What you find out from the short is she she she's doing she's trying to go back to um, find the dude that did all this test her because she wants to kill him. She's right. like she hates the guy, uh, but in doing that, she goes into the portal, and then you see all of these different versions of herself in this infinite extended thing that are like, they're all similar actions going on. Like it's her running, but they're all doing something slightly different. And it all, what it is, is it's all of the different dimensions and timelines of herself. So she goes, she sees one of them not defending herself and she's about to get tranquilized. So she jumps out of her thing, goes into her time and stops that from happening. And she's like, oh, she's like, what are wow. you doing? Like, def- like, like, fend for yourself. And this other version of herself is just so timid. She ultimately ends up like, they get in a sticky situation, and she takes the little thing off of her wrist that allows her to make these portals. She's like, you go, you live your life. I like, I'm gonna. The guy that I'm looking for is here. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna kill him. And as this other one leaves, she's standing in the portal, like in the dimension thing, but looking at her specifically, and she gets in a fight. And you hear the new girl, the new one that was timid, who's now coming into her own. She's like behind you, <laughs> like, and I was just like, that, that those are the voices. Yeah. It's just herself it's just, and all that. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, like, and, that's, and that's I was like, this is so good. Character. I was like, can I please just get an animated series of just this? So just you know, you you could just do this. I'll buy it. <laughs> like you, you, I, you could price it at like a decent price, and I'll still buy it. Yeah. But like, man, I I get so frustrated with games like that because there's even, even like little small things like Call of Duty. Like I'm just like, this is a really cool story. Can we get more of that? And they're like, this loot box though. And I'm yeah. just like, all right, cool. We gotta I really guess. get you to this multiplayer. Yeah, man. I was like, I I I'll play it. I enjoy it, but I do want this too. Like, oh, I, I definitely think story. And again, this could be its own thing. Is I think the decline of the importance of story in video games is tragic. Yeah. Legitimately, it makes me very sad because there are a lot of games. If you're not calling yourself an RPG or a JRPG, yeah, it's not. It's not there. Or, it feels like story is like an afterthought. Yeah. Your story is the icing now. Monetization seems to be taking the forefront. It's like how yeah. how can we make sure that we make more than sixty dollars per copy of this game, and way more than sixty dollars per copy of this game. It Which used to be you just write more stories. Yeah, yeah. I, so, like, it's weird, too, because I, I almost sympathize with them, too. Because I have to think, like, the cost of making a game has gone up. There's True. no way it hasn't. True. Uh, so Technology advanced. Right, so right. There's no way, yeah. Like, so I I sympathize with the fact that, like, yeah, they need to figure out a way to make more money. Or, because no one, no one would imagine the outrage if somebody said, all right, well... Game normal AAA games are now not sixty dollars; they're seventy dollars. People would lose their minds, yeah. like they would rage in the streets. Like, so they can't do that. So they have to figure out some way to to make it cost more. It just, unfortunately, it seems like EA was the first one that was like, "Hey, we found a really good way to make this," and like now more companies are just following suit with that, which they, sucks. Well, they took a lot of that from um, <clears throat> mobile games, because right? Mobile yeah. games were the first to really. Mm show you exactly how powerful microtransactions could be. So, you know what? I actually watched a documentary on this. They they technically predated that. Really? Yes. Uh, the, the, I don't know if you remember. So FIFA existed. It's existed yeah. for a long time. There was another soccer series called uh, UEFA, I think, or something like that. It was like a Oh, European... the UEFA one. Yes. Yeah. So what they did was they had all of this like ultimate team and all that crap that they have in FIFA. It was in that game first. And that game predates mobile like mobile game the boom Holy of mobile gaming smoke. and then they made a fuck ton of money from that game in a, in a small scale and they're like what if we just put that in fifa and they put it in fifa and they made buku money and, of course and then like they were like oh yeah, <laughs> so, way too big around yeah. all of the world uh, like, which yeah. that I, I remember watching that i'm just going like oh no what did we do yeah like, you, you can like, see it and you're like, like oh, oh the world is different yeah now. i don't know if it's better but it's no definitely it's, it's different. definitely different um, i definitely got that the first time i saw fortnite i was oh, like oh no dude I, that was the that was the moment that i was like ah, am i old because like i was <laughs> yes. like because I, yes. I, I kept up with everything that was like I played PUBG when that first came out. I played every other. I played H one Z one. I played like all of the games leading up to Fortnite. I even backed Fortnite as the PVE thing that they had. Okay. The building. I spent. I was like sixty bucks. I was like, this looks cool. I haven't played anything like this before. And I was like, 
I'll, I'll buy this and I play the like the betas and alphas and stuff and then when the game released because they threw the battle royale thing is kind of like this side thing they're like yeah people will like it and then it became the main thing I was like I'd like to have my sixty dollars back. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't no, want I, that. Like, no, no, I don't do that. Oh no! I, it, it was it was the first video I saw of some kid like just full three sixty building this thing, and I yeah. was like, I can't do that. I'm not gonna take the time it needs to learn how to do that. I'm out. I don't I, even know if that's what I wanted to do here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I just wanted to shoot some zombies. That yeah. that's what I was sold on. Like, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely a real problem where game. you're like, oh no, we've made. Too much money to ever go back, dude. Which I, I'll give them credit; like they they do a lot to not just monetize, I guess, but like promote their game. Like all their collaborations with like Disney and crap. Like, oh yeah, like they're brilliant. They, they they find ways to like pull people into game that are outside of just like here's some DLC. Like, I mean, well, you know where we work. Like, mm, I can actively tell you that that game had a massive influence on what streaming was. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. what it meant to be like a competitive in a gaming world. Mm-hmm. Because like being a known gamer and being known for your game was significantly less big before Fortnite than it was after. Like I can tell you probably maybe two people that I've seen play any other game as their primary profession. Yeah. And those guys don't cross over into regular media very no. often or very well. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja was on Mass Singer. Yeah. Like, he's a whole different type Dude's of celebrity. On, like, a tour of every late night talk show. They like, launched a streaming platform with just him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, hey, you know, we're Microsoft and all, but we can't seem to get people over here. What if we just threw money at you? Yeah. Can you bring some people in there? Like, well, how like, much money? Probably. He's like, a lot, a of, lot money. of money. We are Microsoft. We're like yeah. the number two most profitable business. Like, yeah, like, we got some cash. How much? Wait, what do you think yeah, is a lot yeah. of money? Because <laughs> yeah. that's not a lot of money for us. Yeah, that that was the moment where I knew things were very different. Yeah. And I worried about what that meant. Mm. Because I knew, like, I play a lot of Hearthstone. Oh, I yeah. enjoy Hearthstone because it reminds me of magic and admittedly i've played i've played magic since 2003 okay so yeah magic's old like magic's really really old for me it's probably one of my oldest friends which is (laughs) weird but i could tell that gaming was very different Mm. when people saw how big it could get because i remember when magic was just that thing that a few people played Mm. and i remember seeing the moment where they were like why can't we be this big yeah i Man, I remember the first the first taste of like competition in video games with me was on PS2 when they you had to buy that uh adapter to connect it to the internet and I <laughs> I, I was like, "Mom, I need this." Yep, like, got to do it. I, I need to play Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Um, so uh we ended up getting one and I got into like this clan and I remember literally being at at school and not paying attention to really what was going on there and just being like, all right, so we got this uh, scrimmage match. And, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, okay, if if I, I guess I could use the scar. Um, just full. Yeah, like just not like just <laughs> super in that world. And I I love that and I, I like that memory, but that that's not the way it is now. It's nope. so commercialized. There's literally a cash app team. 
Like yeah. for I think is oh, either Overwatch or it might be for Fortnite. That feels gross. Yeah, I was just like, what is yeah. this NASCAR? What are we doing? Like Yeah. I distinctly remember and again, this show is just I played I remember when I first bought Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm. That was the first was great. fighting game that I was like, I have to practice yeah. this. <laughs> like, I need to be better at it's this. It's like, oh, <laughs> there, there is skill in this game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like I, And mainly a lot of that was because I played, there's a weird gap in my family where almost all my male cousins are four or more years older than me. Okay. So I was always batting up. Yeah. <laughs> and Dude, I remember. <laughs> there's a switch over here, and I've referenced this many times on, on, on these uh, podcasts. It's not for me. It's for him, my yep. brother. And he's just exponentially better at me better than me at Smash Brothers. But I'll play him over and over and I over. I love Smash Brothers. I love Smash Brothers, but I to be fair, it's my fault that I'm bad at it because I hitched onto the worst possible character in the game. I love Little Mac so much, but he is <laughs> trash. Um so it it's difficult for me. It is fun though to go to tournaments uh and be the best little Mac player anyone has ever seen. It is really fun to do that and then still lose. So, uh, so, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. I, I, in, in the vein of super smash brothers, because that was the first game that made me appreciate just nobody is prepared for just a low level of chaos yeah. <laughs> in a game, in, yeah. in a game like that. That was the first time that I really understood like, Hey, what happens if you just cause havoc yeah. <laughs> until you run out of lives? See what happens? Yeah. You're going to win a couple of them. And people are going to be real mad, but people it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember when Melee, mm. or we we got Melee, and I, I took Melee with me to college. Mm. And there was like once a month on a Friday, me and my three roommates would just play Melee for like hours. That was what our thing was. Yeah, the game was great. My uh, my roommates all played really good characters, mm-hmm. and they were all much better than me because they all had siblings that were near their age. Yeah. I had no siblings, so I didn't have anybody <laughs> to practice against and any reason to get good, and yeah. I didn't own it until oh, I got no. much older. So I'm playing against Samus. I'm playing against Fox. <laughs> I'm playing against Dr. Mario. Oh, my God. Luigi. Louis- <laughs> Just that taunt. <laughs> No, that man, God, at least you, you know my pain. One hundred, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's I can't tell you that game. The first time that they got really pissed at me in that game was that was the game where wave dashing was really yeah, problematic. Yeah. Luigi has the least friction of any character in that game. <laughs> so once you start dashing, you can <laughs> skirt <laughs> like. There's a fight. Uh, it's DK Jungle, the mm. the three platform yep, with the water yep. under it. Um. What's his something? Jungle James. Jungle James. Yep. My uh my buddy played Link, one of the most obnoxious Link players I've ever seen because he has he has perfect dodge timing. We used okay. to say he had a Sharingan yeah. because yeah. You just, the guy has perfect dodge timing, so he could like if you came straight at him, dodge grab, you're going off <laughs> every time. Man, it get it comes down to me and him because I've caused just enough havoc for him to kill Samus. <laughs> And I got lucky on Dr. Mario. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I got lucky. Threw some pills out. Like I just, I, I'm awkward and weird. And I think I caught him on a bad uppercut. And yeah. he died. <laughs> uh, and my opponent proceeds to knock me off under one of the, under the middle platform. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember how Luigi's side B is that weird like missile thing? Charge, he does? yeah. But occasionally you can like misfire and hit somebody really hard. Uh huh. I misfired <laughs> from under the level to kill him off. Oh left my god! <laughs> just like I can imagine, like the smoke just kind of fanning off, and he's slowing down, and he just connects, and he's like, "Bing!" and then it's gone. Like, like yeah, I'm down. And then from the water, just <laughs> just a straight <laughs> Luigi, <laughs> a just planking Luigi, just saying, like, <laughs> "K.O." And he's like, "What just happened?" And it's I'm like, like, "It's the Lou." Yeah. <laughs> God, man, I miss the the like the the fun nature of that game. Yeah. I don't get to experience that often because it's I'm so ingrained into like the tournament style of the game. Um. And this is one of those fandoms that will like, if you're, if you, if you, if anybody that's ever played into a Super Smash Brothers tournament shows up to your house and they're going to play Super Smash Brothers, if they, if one item drops, they're they furious. will disconnect the controller <laughs> and just literally go like, do anything else. Like I, and to, to a certain extent, I kind of get that, like the, the mind frame of like always practicing. Um, but I've also there was a moment with the new Smash Brothers that I went to a friend of mine's house and he had it set up, but he uh, they very casual players like exactly yeah yeah and and so I got there and they were playing on like one of the biggest maps and they had items and stuff on and I felt my initial gut reaction I was just like ah oh, this this isn't this isn't it <laughs> and but then I was like you know what like what why why am I forcing that on them like they're just having fun. I'm going to have fun too. Like, I'm going to just sit there and like... I'll take it one step further yeah. with you. They are playing the game as it was as naturally intended, intended yes. to be played. Sakurai has said many a times he never intended for this game to be a competitive esport. No, he it's just, about yeah, chaos. Yeah. Which is the thing that we managed to always keep in the game by doing two things. Number one, you should play with items. Just yeah. a little while so yeah. you enjoy it. Number two, theme a match. Pick a match and pick a theme to do the match. We particularly love... All Captain Falcons. Because <laughs> the knee. The knees and Falcon punches <laughs> yeah. and random people attempting to spike is some of the most hilarious <laughs> gameplay you will ever have in Super Smash Brothers. Oh man. It just it's four Captain Falcons running around <laughs> a map trying to punch and kick knee people as hard as they can. I, it's it's weird. I played that way pretty recently where it and even then, I, I felt it creep up in me where, like, somebody, uh, we were, I was playing with someone else at their house. Uh, mm-hmm. They were like, uh, yo, let's play Smash Bros. Because they had, like, Tekken on, which mm-hmm. I like Tekken too. I'm just really bad at it now. I used to be decent at it. Um, God, that game punishes so yeah, hard. It's just like, hey, I hit you once, and so it goes. Enjoy, you enjoy being at yeah. 25%. You, oh, did you, did you dash? Oh, did you, did you not sidestep? You, well, that's sorry, your buddy. life. Like, uh, but... Uh, it was just two of us playing and then one other person showed like well they were there but she just realized that we're playing Smash Brothers she's like oh Smash Brothers and she comes and she like plugs her controller in and we were ready to be like oh well the person lost like just passed the controller and she's like no it's all play and I was just like why why are we doing with three people like this is alright this is gonna be bad but sure you know what I'll go with it like uh, and the problem I, I have with playing that way I'll, I'm actually 
I'll have fun playing a four way, like no like no teams or anything. Oh I yeah, have, it's either two it's, or four. Yeah, the three man thing is a problem because it's like someone once, has to get ganged up on. Once they realize Little Mac has super armor on all his moves, yeah. then they go, Oh, gang up on that guy. I'm like, but I have no recovery, guys, please. And then they just proceed to kill me all. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was the it is what it is. That was definitely the unfortunate part of playing with people who were better than me mm. is I had to it forced me to develop an actual good character. And I was like, fine. If I have to play to win, yeah. I'm, I'm playing Marth. Enjoy yeah. <laughs> getting stabbed it's and like you slashed <laughs> all the time. And then they introduced Brawl and I got Ike. And I, yeah, was, I was like, like this is better. Yeah. <laughs> this, is- <laughs> this is just actually better. I do how much damage? Oh, wow. Like There are so many times you accidentally kill dude, someone. His up air is... They got so- too close. Yes. Like the biggest arc. Chunk. <laughs> I like that everything looks like it. it yeah, was heavy and this slow. This giant yellow, like gold sword. You're just like, oh, that hit me in the head. Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, That's and right. I was like, no, I went from twenty to seventy. You I know. get why that might launch cool. me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's that makes sense. It's very heavy. Yeah, but it. I love that because there's just an amount of the game that again, I played with people who were weird like me yeah. too. So. We all had a serious character, and then we had, like, okay, Fun. a yeah. joke character, and then we had to all be prepared for... We all were okay with Captain Falcon yeah. in case we yeah. all decided for a Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, Captain Falcon, Captain Falcon. All right. Yeah, just Falcon, Falcon. All right. All right. <laughs> and um, my buddy was absurd with Kirby. Mm. because Kirby's still really good. He, yeah, it's not absurd. only that, Kirby can be annoying. Because if you leave Kirby alone... <laughs> He'll just duck and make that sound yeah. until someone is like, and you're like, somebody come deal like, with please. me. And you're like, all right, fine, cool. Now I have your powers. Now let's get in the fight. Turns like, into a rock. Yes. Just like waits. God. I Kirby is probably one of the more annoying characters, but it's more because of how floaty. Yes. He is. Like in the competitors, it's like, you literally throw out like. This is getting really in the weeds now. I'm sure people... <laughs> there's some Smash Brothers players that would appreciate this. Um, you throw out like a short hop, like four day. Th- throw that out as an attack. But because he floats for forever, he's just like, here's my, my leg. This is still a hitbox. This is still a hitbox. This is a hitbox. This is a hitbox. Don't come near me. I'm on the ground. And we do it again. Like, here's, here's another hitbox. It's just like, can you can you play? Like, can you just stop trying do, to kick me? Do a thing. Yeah. Do, do a different anything, thing. Anything other than that. <laughs> yeah. But like... That was to to bring it back. Like that's one hundred percent a fandom that doesn't know where the fun stops and the competitiveness yeah. kind of should be. There's a there's a documentary that exists um, about the creation of competitive Smash. Basically, um, came from Florida. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, like like all of the 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 big players at some point were here. Uh, right. A lot of them have moved back. Like Zero's back here. Um, Hungry Box is from here. He still lives here. But all the big names, like they're they're from around this area, and and it, it's weird because clearly the Sakurai—I don't remember his last name or his first name—but Sakurai um, was the creator of Smash. Right. He never intended for that game to end up that way. And New. and and even he's kind of leaned into it now. Because they're like balancing and like patches and stuff. And even then it's like bare minimum. But like it's such a crazy game because you would compare it to like Marvel's Capcom or uh, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or anything it like that. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't though. feel like any of those other games. But 
when those games were dwindling, Smash. that game was like it yeah. was just ramping up, and it, it's crazy. Like this game that had no intention of being at Evo or CEO or anything like that. It's just like, hey, we got the center stage. We have the most people watching this, but it's know. so much fun, and everybody has a character that they feel they can be attached to yeah. from another thing. Yeah, like yeah. that's the part that's incredible because. It's essentially like a coal, like we're all a bunch of fandoms kind of coalesce. Mm. So where else are you going to see Mario have to fight Pikachu yeah. and either of them could win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like legitimately, you're like, I don't, I don't know how this goes. It's like, all right, let's find out. Because Pikachu would be super out of place in yeah. a Mario World game. <laughs> Just be a mouse. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> well, I'm going to jump on this thing it's and like, kill I'm it because that's my move. This star and run through you. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> and again, Mario is not a Pokemon, so yeah. it does like it doesn't really fit anywhere except for Smash. Where you can kind of deal with how all of your fandoms. I was like, I can't tell you how excited I was when they put Cloud in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, that was an interesting whole. Like, <laughs> it was, I get, but I was also exactly that disappointed when Solid Snake was in Brawl, to be fair. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, this like, guy what? is huh? not. That's a human being. Yes. Like, like, fam, <laughs> like, you use real guns. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? That's. Who my brother's main is, by the way. So, Snake? <laughs> <This> guy, guy's <laughs> obnoxious. It's just like, hey, here's an explosive. Hey, here's another explosive. Hey, like, it's a rocket. Here's a mortar. Here's I don't an explosive. I want like, to think about what C4 does to Pikachu. Like, yeah. that's. I don't want, like. <laughs> just, just yellow fur just settling <laughs> back on the ground. Oh, man. But this game has made me realize that, like, those things can exist in the yeah, same world. It's and it's interesting. It's really, really neat. I didn't, I didn't expect it. Uh, it makes me laugh every time I see Sonic next to Pikachu because, like, it's like, wait, <laughs> you just be a really hard to catch Pokemon, yeah. dude. <laughs> you, you just be really hard to catch. That's all you'd be. That's a Meowth that can talk, basically. Yeah, like, and is really, really fast. Yeah. like max speed. I actually, I wonder. I feel like Sonic would insta win against most Pokemon. Yeah. Well, in most games, speed is everything. Yeah, it's just like he just runs up. Oh, he doesn't. He's not especially strong, though, is he? I don't think so. No, but he has other magical items very yeah, but often. That would be the equivalent of like an item that he's holding in like a Pokemon game, right? So, like, fair. If, All right. So, if we were trying to load if out, if we're putting him in, in. All right. So we're talking quick new attack. DLC for Sun and or for Sword and Shield yeah. Sonic. Yeah. Just, all right. <laughs> so he learns Extreme Speed, yeah. Quick Attack, Swift, <laughs> like, just all <laughs> speed theme moves. <laughs> That would be great. It would probably it. be amazing. I, I, be I, I, yeah. Like, I, I was literally thinking about trading my Pokemon back in because I haven't played it. If they announced that, I'd keep it. <laughs> like, 100%. Uh, yeah. Like, all right. So, in, in, the, in the greater vein of things, mm. I, I played Sword and Shield start mm-hmm. to finish. Um, I have not. I'm, like, four or five batches in. Like, that's fair. Yeah. Um. There is something to be said for making a Pokemon game where the Pokemon feel much more like animals. Right. And where the world feels much more real. Right. And I appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> but. um, <laughs> I literally beat the game without finding a single Pokemon I enjoyed. <laughs> which was like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just an old guy. Yeah. But like. I understood that, hey, the Dex is an unwieldy number yeah. of things now. Sure. From a sheer programming standpoint, 
this game can't be $60 if all these characters exist. Yeah. I get it. And that's fine. I understand you wanting to cut back. I'm even okay with you deciding that, hey, there are certain Pokemon that exist, and because of the nature of how they work, they are always going to be prevalent in the competitive scene. Sure. It's why, like, Metagross is going to always be playable yeah. if he exists. Yeah. Garchomp is going to always be playable if he exists. That's how those, that's how, Landorus, always going to be good yeah. <laughs> if they exist. So you wanting to take them out would definitely force people, force to, people like, to try yeah. and find new things that work. That's awesome. Two problems. One, understand that you then can't make a mistake with whatever you have left yep. because that leaves people that much less choice. I, I remember hearing that the Pokedex was limited and then also hearing that Gengar was still in the game and I was just like, but what? Wait, really? Like, yeah. we, I still get that, huh? Okay, cool. Ghosts are the best. Yeah, I was just like, this is absurd. Like, like, go, like it's it's a it's an entire genre where ghosts and water wreck you. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> like, legitimately, I can't build a team without one of those Pokemon existing mm. or Galarian Darmanitan because it's a stupid, stupid I, I, I've never been one to play in like the competitive scene. I've heard things in passing. Um, Gengar is my favorite Pokemon, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, so Gen 1, I respect that. Yeah, so, I, I love Gengar. Yeah, he's just a, a cool, like the concept of that ghost type like story and progression. I was like, that's really dope. He also has the best introduction yeah, in the game. In, in, yeah. Oh, in, in the game. I don't know if I remember him in the game. In, in the first game, they Was introduced it a cemetery? the Oh uh, no! This is the dead Cuba. The Cubone's dead mom. That's oh, that right. story. Yeah, that's Damn. the first time you see Gengar. Huh? Yeah, that's wild. Like, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they just kill. A, they just yeah. kill this thing's He's mom, dead. and you're like, New oh Pokemon. no, I'm a child. Like I what? Like, <laughs> like we? He's not dead. There's this is Pokemon right here. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't under. But yeah, like that was a thing, and admittedly, I applaud you trying to introduce players to new pokemon because admittedly if the same old things exist those would have been what i gravitated toward right because those are the things that i love i love that you tried to get me to use these new things (laughs) i have two problems one the new things aren't always great yeah because there are a lot of things that you were you were afraid to pull the trigger on some stuff which then kind of left some other stuff to be way too good yeah and number two you also cut the move pool. Yeah, I noticed that. That's even a, into my playthrough so far. Yeah. I was just like, why? Why don't I have all of these? Doing both of those at the same time feels really constrained. I wonder if it was for two reasons: a to like have the new players not have this gigantic library of things that they have to sift through, <laughs> and b for the competitive scene to be a little bit more controlled. Oh, because, absolutely. Yeah, like, I, I feel like it's both of those things kind absolutely. of... Absolutely. Like, they... they, I'm sure there were a lot of wild imbalances, especially when they introduced, like, mega evolutions and whatnot. Yes. I, I heard that that was, like... Everybody was like, really? Okay. Cool. Uh, Well, yeah. there. Well, there were a few major issues with megas. Um, A lot... Most of them being that the stat boost of a mega evolution took you basically out of the range of everything that wasn't a legendary, <laughs> which is just... That's wild. Yeah. Like, I love that you chose to do this thing, and I love that it was neat and cool. Yeah. 
Uh, my only problem was you put it on the Pokemon that were already very good. That's true, actually. Yeah, they like Gengar, Charizard, like Lucario, Lucario yeah, Garchomp, like, Metagross. Yeah. Like they were already good. Po- Salamence. They were already good Pokemon. <laughs> I wonder if they did it because they did like a whole popularity poll thing, and they're like, "Well, everybody's oh, using these." So that's one hundred percent what like... it was. <laughs> Here's how you can prove it: Pikachu has almost never been competitively viable. Hmm. And but he is the franchise player true. for Pokemon. Yeah, like they they made a the mistake there was that you only made the good things better. Mm. And if you had brought some things that people didn't use as often up with Megas, I think it would have been far more interesting. But you were afraid that they weren't going to sell because those things weren't popular, which is why Charizard has two Mega two. evolutions. Yeah, like the most like, popular like. In, in terms of playability, yeah, like that who, thing has so many reprints in the card game. Like it's always been insane in like all of the games. Yeah, like, who was asking for more Charizard? <laughs> Not me. Ever. I almost feel like the the second one where like he still has the same colors and everything, but is more of a like the dragon one. Mm-hmm. I guess they're both dragons actually. Now I think about it. Um, but like the the one that looks more like Charizard, not yeah. the black one. I almost feel like that was an afterthought. I feel like the black one was initially the one that they were like, yeah, we're gonna do a mega thing for Charizard, and they're like, hmm. To, How do we make Charizard more anymore? money? Yeah, like, 100%. Like, <laughs> like, this thing doesn't look like Charizard anymore. How do we make something yeah. that still looks yeah. enough like Charizard that people will want it? And I understand, because at the end of the day, you still know you have to sell your game. Yeah, if you put that Charizard on a poster or on like some kind of like marquee in a, in a store, people may look at that and go, oh, a new Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. And that that is definitely part of it, which, again, is why I appreciate that the game was simplified down. To the degree it yeah. was. My only issue is that, again, having... I legitimately... I started with the Firestarter, and I was like, I think I might already have the best Fire Pokemon in the game. Yeah, that's what I noticed. I, I have the Firestarter, too. Yeah. Um, and I was like, is this is this the best move? Like, just, the little yeah, fire... I'm just going to run this. The fire... Um, the fire... Not fireball, but the kick thing? Where yeah, it makes the, the pyroball or something. Yeah, right? I was like, this... This seems real good. Yeah. Uh, I was like, <laughs> no recoil, yeah. no kick, nothing. Okay, yeah, I'm just right, going to cool. run this. Yeah. How like, much damage? All right. Yeah. Seems good. <laughs> I'm going to keep running this till something stops me. And then, like, the the um, Gigantamax thing, and then using that same move, like, the same move, I guess, again. I was just like, all right, cool. This is a More absurd. damage? Yeah, yeah, it just keeps hitting. But yeah, that was the bigger portion there. Like, you, and admittedly, I think Sun and Moon was a little too far away from what people loved about Pokemon as a game. Sure. Like, removing the gems, removing the traditional progression of the game felt, and I've heard this from a lot of Pokemon fans, did not feel like a Pokemon game. And that is a problem. That matters, yeah. So, getting back to that was good. Creating this new gimmick was also really good, because they chose the whole... They also balanced it well. They yes. made it so like you can't just keep like you can't have a full sixteen that's just like, hey, we all here. do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh because that was my issue with the with the megas was that they also took the item yeah. slot, which competitively I get that helps you balance it a little bit, but it's also like really hamstring yeah. the team to just have one Pokemon that can't use it. Yeah. But that's how you get your gimmick over. You right. have there's a there's a cost to it. And I like that in Dynamaxing doesn't take an item slot. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. As far as the game goes for team building. It adds for more strategy, which is good. Absolutely. But then your Pokemon also loses the item ability once they grow. Yeah. So 
you get a balance there. Like, right. all right, do I need the item usage or, or do, do I need, do I need the, 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 the <laughs> stats? That's cool. I like that a lot. I will say, I think my problem with the game is that the Dynamax trait only exists on Pokemon who already have it. It's not passable. Hmm. So That's it is right. yeah, very, very hard to find a Pokemon with good egg moves and the Dynamax trait. Hmm. So not not only are you choosing whether or not to Dynamax, you're choosing how important egg moves really are. They're making breeding more of an important thing. Yeah. Exactly. Which is, I guess, fine until somebody breaks the game, I guess. Like, I'm sure that will happen. Pretty, yeah. Like, I, it's yes, it is the Switch, and yes, it's a lot more secure, but people always do. It, it, I feel bad for Nintendo. Every time they make a system, like, people immediately go, how can I do everything for free? Like, and that sucks, but yeah, it's definitely one of their bigger issues. Um, but I enjoy, I enjoy the game for what it is. It is going to be interesting now. Cause I see me, you've, you've seen the whole DLC thing they've announced for Pokemon. No, no. Oh, they have two expansion passes coming this year. Is it adding more regions? Um, sort of, uh, okay. the first pass is, Basically, it takes you to a, like, dojo. Okay. And in this dojo, they give you a particular type of Pokemon that you then raise up in that dojo. Okay. And it, I think it's it's fighting something typed. But it, in that region, because it does take you to a different part of the map, there cool. are a lot of Pokemon from previous generations again. Dope. Like, dope in the sense of, like, I know that's going to make competitive a lot more annoying and more complicated but True. it's dope for people who aren't playing for competitive to have the the pokemon, the pokemon they love yeah like again so. i i i had i've yet to have a full team that i like in yeah. the game same because they just don't exist like I, I built most of my teams between garchomp and volcarona and neither are in the game i don't know any of the pokemon names that are in my team right now i can't there's one like Cro Sir Sir Crow Knight or something like oh, that. Oh, Corviknight, the Corviknight, big yeah, yeah, the big bird. I have that, and then I have the Firestar, which I don't know what the third form is called. Um, Cinderace. Cinderace. Because like, I, yeah, I named mine Pele because yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I like it's Pele. <laughs> it's Pele. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, definitely one of the bigger problems in the game is that like I love the concept of Corviknight because it's a Skarmory that right. you can get early in the game yep. and it develops so it has better stats because yep. it evolves twice. I don't like that it it's just there. So yeah. they're like the fairies are less good. Yeah. Because you just have this skarmory that you can get at the beginning of the game. <laughs> it's like, like oh. we have, immediately have a balance to this. Yeah. Just enjoy getting iron headed from the sky. <laughs> like I, I'm not afraid of a single fairy in the game. Yeah. Um, but also because there's so many ghosts, fighting type is really awkward in mm. the game. Like legitimately one of the new coolest designs I like is uh, there's a Pokemon called Phalanx. It just looks like five little guys. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's like two, like it almost looks like a centipede. Yes, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. like they split, yeah. they move individually of each other. Yeah, and that Pokemon exists in the overworld. Like there's a part of the map where you can just see yeah. them walk around them. in line. Yeah, yeah. It's super neat. Yeah. I like that as a concept. Problem is, literally, there are like five things that guy stands no chance of beating because they're all ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of them is the pseudo legendary of the game. Dragapult, the big, the flying ghost dragon. I haven't seen that yet. That guy's awesome, mm. except 
He's a ghost dragon, so his moves pool is trash. Hmm. Move pool is god awful. But he doesn't is doesn't have a dark, so it like doesn't even have that move pool. That's wild. Exactly. But he has a tra- he has a um unique move to himself called Dragon Darts. The big thing about Dragapults is uh it's a it's a third or it's a second stage Pokemon. Um the baby form is a little thing called Dreepy. Okay. And Dragapult is essentially like a stealth jet on top of a ghost. Okay. And the stealth jet has two baby dreepies that it shoots in a in its move called Dragon Darts. And it shoots both of them and they each do fifty damage apiece. What? Yeah. It's a dragon type physical move that hits twice at fifty damage apiece. Jesus. Do they is there a chance of missing either of those fifty? No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just KO a Pokemon. Got it. Yeah. Just, oh, okay. You hit twice. And again, because it's a ghost, like one of its abilities is Infiltrator. So it just gets through subs. It gets through Jesus. a bunch of things it really shouldn't. And it's the, like, it's one of the fastest, not, if not the fastest non legendary Pokemon in the wow. game. Huh. So I, I told myself when I first bought Sword, I was going to get into the competitive scene. I don't. I think so many other things came out in that time span yeah, that I just kind of was just like, yeah, I don't have time to do that. I enjoy Pokemon for what it is. I just don't know if I'm saying I've outgrown it is a bad way. It's not that. It's more so of like I think my taste in games have changed. I noticed that with like JRPGs. I bought. Um, I was a big fan of Tales of Vesperia. I don't mm-hmm. know if like on the Xbox I played that and I was like, this game is great. This is cool. And then I bought Tales of Zestaria, uh, and I was like, I hate this. This is taking forever to get to anything that I, like, exciting. It's just, like, so much exposition. Yeah. And then I, like, refunded on Steam, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't like JRPGs anymore. Uh, and then I bought Monster Hunter World <laughs> recently, and I was just like, <laughs> all right, sure, I guess guess I'll try this out. Um, you value your time differently. Yeah, that's true. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, the grind, I because I, I distinctly remember... For me, it was Monster Hunter. Mm. I remember the time where I was like, okay, I want to beat everything about Monster Hunter. I want to take however much time it takes, whatever mm-hmm. I have to do, however many things I have to kill, I want to finish this game. I cannot fathom doing that now. Yeah, no. Like, there's, no way. there's just not a reason I can imagine to put that much time into a game. I remember somebody saying that you only have space in your life for one game that you can't beat <laughs> yeah uh that's true yeah, like i uh for me i guess that's technically warframe I, it's the one game i go back to every now and then um i was never a big wow guy i played some mmos like i always dabbled like in the new one i was like kind of hoping like this would be the one that i'd like really dive into yeah uh you always hope you find what everybody loves so much about it yeah and it the, just never really the closest that was guild wars um i have a you can't really see it here it's behind this thing i have like a guild wars 2 statue nice um and i love that series and i love the story but after i finished the story of the mo- like of the mmo i was just like i'm done yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> grind and do raids or anything. Yeah. Like, I've done a couple. Like, it's like uh, I'm, I'm out. Um, I think that's ultimately what it, it has become for me. Is like, I just don't, I don't do the the third person multiplayer stuff, like com- like PvP stuff anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I, I tapped out of Destiny. Um, the only, I guess, exception to that is Apex. I don't know why. There's something about that game that's like. 
oh, I died. Okay, I'm respawning into the next game. Like it's just it's very quick. Yes. Um, but like I didn't I didn't get into Destiny. I um I I pretty much skipped out on Call of Duty up until recently. Um, I didn't play. Wow, I didn't play anything after Black Ops Three. Wow. <laughs> like I okay. just I just tapped out. I was like, yeah, th- this is good. This is this. Is a- oh, no one's playing this now. All right, cool. I'll and play see, that was the thing for me. Like I dis- I distinctly remember. Like I'm not a Call of Duty person mm. as a whole. I have an issue with FPS is where I don't like not having peripheral vision. That's fair. So yeah. it's it's a weird concept for me. The story of that game was really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like. Oh wait, are we done? Yeah. No, like, was, can we? No, that's it. Oh, okay. come on. Credits, huh? Okay. Like, All right. Well, maybe maybe I'm better now. Maybe yeah. I can go online. Nope. No, no, I'm no. still real bad. That game is it's so different. But <laughs> I even the new one, like the new Modern Warfare. I I saw that and was like, well, I really like the first three Modern Warfare games. Maybe this will be great. And I got it, and it was good for all of like maybe a month, and then they started throwing in like pay to win kind of stuff yeah it was like all right well oh, you lost anymore. me like yeah i definitely think that i think that it's it's been very underrated to tell a good story mm. in a game and it's definitely been not appreciated to add to that story after the fact what's uh i guess i don't i don't want to keep you here too too long but what's um what's a what's a recent story in a game that you've been like yeah this is dope like i want to uh, play this i mean not to go too far back but sure. god of war 4 okay or the the, the, the new the, god of war yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i played that too yeah, it's really good i i will wholeheartedly admit i think i played the first at least two god of wars more for the action than yep. the story but i love the world that the story was in <laughs> so i was in yeah and then we get to this one, and I was like, "Okay, I'm a dad too now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, that's, "Yeah, that probably." Okay, I feel things yeah. <laughs> in my fighting game. Like I, I feel things in my action game now, and I don't know what this means. I'm not. I don't. I don't have any kids. But the the first moment where like he he has him like hunt the deer, and you see him like about to like pat him on the bat, and he just doesn't. I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Right? No. <laughs> Kratos, what are you doing, buddy? Like, like, oh no, all the feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like, or the actually to, to bring it to a different feel. Did you watch the movie Logan? No, I've never sat down and watched all the way through. I've seen like clips and highlights and stuff from it, though. I still don't know whether I like that movie. To be mm. completely and honest, honest with you, I don't know whether or not I like that movie. Hmm. What I do know that I loved is that. It really made me appreciate that Logan is a is just a guy sometimes. Yeah. Like for all of the danger, he's a guy with six knives in his hand. Yeah, like legitimately, <laughs> that's dangerous. That's real dangerous. But in the grand scheme of like the world changing, that doesn't do nearly as much as you think it does. Sure, and yeah. that's what Logan shows you. Yeah. Like when everything kind of goes to pot. He's still just him. And when it's hard for him to like really learn how to care about things and it's hard for him to figure out what to do Mm. because really his only skill set is murder, murder (laughs) and surviving. Yeah. Like that's all he really knows how to do. And as the survival part gets harder, 
you don't really want to keep doing the murder part. Yeah, you're just like, uh, can I just tap out and not care about all this stuff that's going on? Oh, it's happening to people that actually care about? Damn yeah, it. Like, so it, it creates a really interesting dichotomy. And then you introduce Laura. You yeah. introduce the kid. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> How do I make... And it, there's a really interesting... And again, as a parent, you, you'll you mm. figure this out. Everybody does. There's a really interesting balance of wanting to see exactly what your kid could be mm. and desperately, desperately hoping that they don't make any of the mistakes you did. Yeah. That movie shows that very well because he sees how dangerous she is pretty mm. much out of the gate. And a lot of it is him trying to be like, all right, less murder. Like, yeah. don't, don't, don't. Yeah. All right. Stay over here. Yeah. I'll do the murder. So yeah. You don't have to do the murder. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really interesting dynamic for a character hmm. to be like, okay, I did not imagine how much that worked for Wolverine. Hmm. I would have never guessed it would work that way because that's not even how the actual Old Man Logan story goes. Right, right. Yeah, it's completely but different. It's an incredible thing to see him like understand, I want, like, I want the best for this kid. I know. She could be great because I know what I'm capable of, mm. but I also know all the crap I've been through, and I don't want that for yeah. her. It, I mean, that's a powerful story. It's um, inc- like as a dad, that's how I felt yeah. through all of God of War. I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, cool, all right. So I like you need to know how to protect yourself, mm. but you never need to be comfortable with yeah. this kind of killing. I've I've been. Yeah. I know how that ends. <laughs> yeah, it's you not good to be that like, way. Ah, man. I think that that is probably the 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 answer I guess I've come up to is I hit a wall with gaming that it could have been that I just some stuff is just not as relatable. Um, but it, it forced me to be like, OK, well, I should probably do more. Out like outside stuff or more right. more things with other people, um, which it's growth grew this thing exactly um so it, which is is good uh i i do find out now that i'm, I'm like constantly like okay was that enough all right let me try playing this uh, i didn't like that okay maybe maybe we're not ready and then we, I'll, I'll put myself into something else like like i making it's weird because like i i i've built this weird channel around both just fun like cool conversations and then also like relating what i think are stories or meanings or moments in gaming that i think are important enough to write about and i'll write it up put it into a video and then put it out there um but it's strange because in doing that it means that i spend less time getting more other stories from like real life so it's (laughs) it's a it's been this weird balance of like okay this is this is cool but we you've exhausted all the stories you have now you need to go experience more things so i don't know the short answer is you have to read more but, probably yeah <laughs> but uh, that's probably you're probably right it's a thing that happens with growth yeah i can tell you for certain and again admittedly being a dad has made me much more cognizant of my own growth mm. which because i have a literal time timer yeah. on it now yeah. like yeah i can remember when you were small yeah you're oh, not no. small which means i have to be different <laughs> yeah that's weird <laughs> but it forces you to really look at how much time you put into things because yeah now you really try to, you're more careful with the time but whenever something really grabs you 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 value it more. yeah like 
I can't tell you how awesome it's been to just get Disney Plus mm. just to watch my kid watch me watch X Men. <laughs> like yeah. that's a nuts feeling yeah. because like he'll be like, oh okay, this looks really old, and then he'll want to play, and then yeah. he'll just get randomly sucked in. Yep. And not realize he's been standing there for ten minutes. And I was like, "You don't get it. You don't. This is that good. Yeah. Like, the, it doesn't really even matter how it looks because the characters develop yeah. so well, the story so well defined, and everybody gets a moment where they do something. That's something I learned a little bit later in life too, where like I, I focus heavily on like I. You remember that game Undertale? Mm-hmm. So I, when that game came out, it was at a really unfortunate time i think because it was at the same time that there was just garbage on steam just utter trash just literally people were just like hey can i get rpg maker for 20 bucks cool all right i'm gonna make this garbage game and then sell it and then people will buy it for five bucks and i'll make a lot of money but the game will be terrible um well undertale came out and at that moment i was just like all right this is it i'm done with this like i'm so tired of looking at all these like quick cash grabs and I guess even still now, I I almost wish Undertale came out on like with with, with at least an Unreal Three engine. Yeah. I, I wish that, but I also realize in that same note that I can find really good stories and games that don't necessarily have to look good. Yes, like it's there's. There's like a you value the rest of the game, right? I, yes. I felt like there, Stephen Stephen Andreu. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, he he introduced me to this game called Baba Is You. Genius idea. It, it's literally just text and a sheet, and like some different like world. But it's like top down. There's it's two D. It's it looks like South Park. Like okay, it's really bad with just text. But like the whole premise is like there's a line that says Baba Is You, and you control the sheep, which his name is Baba. But you can push the text and other things around. So if I push Baba out the way and replace it with a rock, now it says rock is you and I control the rock. And you use that to solve all the puzzles. I was uh, like, this is, a, this is a goddamn genius. Oh, like, I, like, this is great. It's like, the portal thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is yeah. insane. So yeah, like, I, I had that feeling with portal. Yeah. First I love, couple times yeah. I played portal and portal two. I was yeah. like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like like what is like I literally am like what is the, what is what is she saying I'm just trying yeah, to yeah, figure I'm this like, out are you, do, right, are you listening where's the white wall that I can put a thing on <laughs> oh there it is behind that fan okay yeah. how do I slow the fan down like it's that game's great yeah, there is you don't really understand the value of puzzle games oh man until you really get past the game like once you detach yourself from the story yeah like, like okay is this game well made from a puzzle and solve standpoint like you, is the gameplay important do you play a lot of stuff on pc not not at the moment that's okay. my plan for the year okay if when you do there's a game called dead core uh it's you if you've heard of a game called mirror's edge mm-hmm. imagine mirror's edge and portal just put together that that's what that game is it's mirror's edge was love that nuts game. the game was so good mirror's right. edge the new one was pretty bad but that makes uh, sense. yeah i'm sorry <laughs> the new one was they were like hey how can we uh make this multiplayer without it being multiplayer who wanted that yeah no one (laughs) (laughs) no one wanted that they they, Uh, they implemented this like like ghost run thing where like there were these like courses that you could race other people's times for yeah but that ultimately didn't do anything and they 
the worst part about them wasn't that they were there. If they were just in there as like a side option, the problem was they were in the real world that like you, the story was going on in. Oh, so like God. you would have these moments where you're like, oh, this no. is cool. And then you'd be forced to do like a trial thing. And you're like, well, this is not what I want to do right no. now. I guess I'll do this now so I can get to the next thing. Like, but That's awful. it's really bad. All right. So here's the thing, game designers. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> here's the thing, game designers. It's not a, I don't know who told you this. But if a game was good and it did not require maximizing the use of an engine, you can just still make that game. Just charge us less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like yeah. that's revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, I'm sorry if I broke somebody. But like, what would happen? What would happen if we just took Mirror's Edge and remade it? Re, or just made a sequel where you're doing the exact same thing. We don't stretch the use of the yep. new engine, but it only costs like forty bucks. I buy that. I buy Everyone that. Everyone would. I I said the same thing about like um all these like even Baba is you like if 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 somebody were to take that concept and put it into like like a AAA com- company, put it into like a Unreal Four. But like, keep it the same length. Don't don't invest that much time into it. But at least put the money and like the talent behind it that a AAA company has. Yeah, give it to me forty bucks. I buy it. Like, it could be like a six hour game. I'd you buy play it. Psychonauts? No, I. So I'm a fan of a channel that one of the guys on there raves about it all the time, and I've heard and seen so much of it. But I really need to sit down and play it. Yeah. I've, okay. So- I've seen a lot of stuff about it, but. Like, I legit spent two years having one of my roommates talk my ear off about the game Mm. before I played it. And then he got it, and he was like, you have to play this game. And I played it, and I was like... Oh. (laughs) uh, Like, legitimately, the game is not visually stunning. No. It's not designed to be visually stunning. It will break your brain in ways you were not prepared to have your brain screwed with. That sounds great. Yeah, like there the whole of it is a lot of the game is you are jumping into other people's minds. Right, right. But you don't know what you're gonna get when you get in there. Mm. And oh my god, it's so wild. There's a milkman. Mm, I've heard about this already. Oh yeah. god. Oh milkman. Oh, what a weird place yeah. to be where I was like, I'm not okay with any of this. Yeah. This is this guy's mind. Get me out of yeah, here. I'm out, I'm out. No, you can't be out. Okay, all right, let's let's knock this out real quick. Like, like is it going to hurt me? Well, I was yeah. like, well, you're in a brain, so maybe, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is weird. But the whole game is that, like, oh, my God, it's so weird. I can't look away yeah. type of feeling. That, you that can make that be... game every five years on the new system, <laughs> and you would sell it. Well, the three three's coming out, isn't it? I hope so. Pretty sure three got announced. I don't know if it's coming out in 2020, but I know it was announced in 2019. Okay. So we're getting Psychonauts 3, which is dope. Um, that could be amazing. Hopefully, um, I don't like I said. I don't know how much time you've got, but I mean, I think we've close to three hours at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm good if you are. I, yeah. I, I, I got nowhere to be. I have a birthday party in the morning, but that's like, that's fine. I have a Pokemon pre-release in the morning. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we can call it here. I for sure will have you back on. Uh, this oh, this was fantastic. Awesome. This was fun. I also love that we have so much in common. This yeah, is this not- is yeah. It, that's the thing that's so frustrating me. Like it was the same thing with Leia, and like now with you, where it's just like 
yeah, these people that are just kind of round, like oh, I love know, and that. then like and then like I get them on, I'm just like, oh, we do have a lot in common. Like, <laughs> yeah, Leia, Leia games way harder than I oh, do. Yeah, I, and I Leia and I, the first time I realized me and Leia clicked. We were she was driving somewhere, and it was just me in the front seat and her driving. Mm. And in the span of like 20 minutes, everybody else in the car was in tears laughing <laughs> just because of us bouncing weird ideas off each other. She's like, we should do this all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. here for it, man. I love talking to people. I, I want to have her on a uh, <laughs> this is I, I've, I've toyed with this idea a lot. And ultimately, I've come to the 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 the, the realization. Yes, it is a little bit exploitive. But it's also really great. Uh, I, I so I want to do like a special Valentine's edition of this because mm-hmm. I have a bunch of other like microphones and stuff behind these walls that are kind of hidden. Uh, and I was gonna set it up so that I can have two people on each side and then push this out and then have either myself and Leia or just Leia here and have basically uh, what's that that game show called with the couples? Um, it's not newlyweds. It's a uh, it's not, it's not the newlywed game? No, I don't think it maybe it was. Maybe I think it actually yeah, it was yeah, a newlywed, newlywed game. game. So I was gonna have her host that with two other friend couples <laughs> that I have. And I was like, this is perfect. I need this to happen. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I get to still do that closer to the Valentine's Day. Yeah. I, I am a fan of Leia for a lot of reasons. Hmm. Number one, I, I am a fan of any person where if I want to know their opinion, all I have to do is ask them to open their mouth. Yeah. That's that's my favorite type of person. Yep. It makes life easy. Yeah. Even if it's jacked up, yeah. I need to know where you stand. Yeah. So I know exactly where we can go. Yeah. And secondly, she's never, she's hilarious and she doesn't realize where it is sometimes that yeah. she's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I remember trying to, I was just in conversation, I was like, hey, if if you're thinking about doing this, do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, you 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 would be great at it. Like, you, do it. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna start bothering her again about that now because <laughs> she. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. I tried to. I tried to get her on it for about a year, mm. but yeah, just hammer it at her because she is very very good. Yeah. The the longest conversation I think I've had so far was like close to five hours. Like. That that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Um, granted, I have been making an effort to make them more digestible. So, That's but, fair. yeah, I, I there was one of the there was somebody that commented on one of uh, it wasn't her video. It was one of the other ones that ended up being like three hours plus long. And I was just like, yeah, you're probably right. I wouldn't sit down and listen to something for three hours. So, like, it has to be really it has compelling. to be really good. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> that's fair. And I'm not conceited enough to think that I've gotten to that point yet. I'm no Joe Rogan, but um I'll get there at some point. Oh that's, yeah, that's I think that. it's doable. Yeah. I th- I think you have the interests. Yeah, and you have the patience. So. Thank you. <laughs> Those are the um, two hardest parts. I think. Yeah. Well, I appreciate this so much. Thank you so much for being here. Anytime. Um, I I I've given up on trying to schedule these. Subscribe so you can see it, and then when as soon as it goes up, let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, call it that. 